House of Run podcast. What are you into these days? Mostly running, Howard. Running. Yeah. Look at Bill! Look at Bill! It's coming on! Bill, you're coming on! I'm not thinking about making the team. I'm thinking about gold in Munich. What can I say? I got beat by a zebra. Starts now. Welcome back to the House of Run podcast. House of Run at gmail.com. I'm Kevin. He's Jason. We did the Midway Report about a week ago, and now the Olympics have have come and gone, Jason. I got that sad feeling when it all wraps up. How are you feeling? Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I'm glad it happened, and, uh, you know, with uh, minimal, like, disasters, because, uh, mm-hmm. you know, couldn't happen last year. Things So, like, it was still, like, a really fun Olympics. I agree it's a bummer that it's over, but hey... No off years mm-hmm. for the next few years, so we're just we're just gonna keep it rolling. And then, uh, you know, do we get the what, what's going to happen over this next few weeks, even to this season? Like there could be some interesting things happening. That's true. This is the most anticipated post Olympic season that I can remember, probably because I forgot about 2016, 2012, 2008, 2004, 2000. But it's very <laughs> exciting. Well, plans not yeah. to talk about that, but it is very exciting just based on people who weren't in Tokyo based on what events people ran in Tokyo and based on going into another championship year, a series of championships here. We're right in the middle of this 23, 24 to five, 26. We have a nice little run here going the next couple of years, but you watch the Olympics and every time you watch them, you just forget how big of a deal they are outside of the little track world. When right. other people reach out and then you see people that you've been following for several years are all of a sudden on Good Morning America. And some of those people may stick in people's minds for a little bit. Others may not. I am curious with the home home world champs coming in 2022. Yes. If and they'll be on theoretically in prime time where people could actually access them versus if it was a London World Championships or a Moscow, or a Doha, or a it would be all over the place in terms of finding it. This at least has a consistent time schedule. If there'll be a little bit more carryover in terms of general mm. interest, just if a little bit. I'm not saying it's going to be replacing Monday Night Football, but right. will people people will remember perhaps Sidney McLaughlin now because it, she, they won't have had to wait three years. Instead, they'll see her in 21, 22 23 might be a little bit too much to ask for if it's if it's in Budapest, but then 24, like they'll get her back in the Olympics and they'll be familiar at that point with her. But I don't know. Maybe I'm overestimating how much the world championships will <laughs> imprint into the consciousness of Americans and citizens throughout the world. No, that's a good point. Uh, it's something I hadn't considered, but yeah, if anything could do it, you have... Someone like Sydney, someone like Shakari Richardson, um, Thingmo, obviously the biggest you know story pre Olympics, mm-hmm. and so I think there'll be some people really interested in that because it hit that. If Allison Felix decides, hey, I'm going to keep this thing going, yeah. um, she's you know as close to a household name as we could get. Um, so I, yeah, I think that's that's a good point. I think it will, and maybe this is just the optimist in me, uh, bring a, a little extra, little extra attention. It, it's not going to be massive, but it'll be enough to uh, to see a difference. Let's pick up where we left off, which was in between the two epic races of these Olympics, the Formula Hurdles, yeah. men's and then women's. 
we talked to after the men's formula hurdles about man that was the race of the games but we might be revising it based on what happens even the next day for for the women but i want to i saw this tweet on on twitter i think right after the olympic the women's race mm-hmm. which says uh i don't know how you compare the men's and women's formula hurdle races and i don't want to two of the greatest <laughs> races of all time now this this tweet garnered five likes and two responses it's at jay halpin 23 <laughs> my twitter presence is is big it really hits hits a lot of people hard um yeah i think because it's uh, obviously you immediately go to comparing those two and it is so hard and it's a disservice to like how insanely good those races are and mm-hmm. like if the women's race was first sure. would that have been different or if Muhammad hadn't brought down the world record a couple different times before, like it, it, it just, it, this one was the tiniest bit closer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know, whatever, you know, what, whichever one you think was better was fine. I mean, the men's race was more of that, like, holy crap, this is ha-, like, mm-hmm. I think it was like a louder response, like in the moment, at mm-hmm. least for me, just because, you know, the, breaking that threshold of time was shocking mm-hmm. um but the women's race had you know you could say even more build up because we've had the past several years of these two going at it mm-hmm. um you know mclaughlin was the favorite but muhammad leading the entire race and i mean up until 30 meters to go 20 meters yeah. to go yeah. like was was right there and i you know i, I had a little bit on muhammad because i thought she was severely undervalued and she was clearly because she ran fifty-one fifty-eight. <laughs> coming off like a bad year where she got herself in great you know unbelievable shape and it just was it was everything like it was like take the men's race out of it this women's race was absolutely everything yeah i had said before it needs to be almost like a photo finish or, yeah or there needs to be just and you're like she breaks 51 <laughs> or if if bronze runs 51 5 and bowl in bronze medal position goes 5203 just as dos santos for brazil in the men's race broke the pre current era world record you could say right. or the broke the pre 2021 record right yeah. or i guess for the i guess for yeah for her yeah would have been so she bowl was faster than everybody going in before this year right so everybody pre sydney 5190 at, at trials in the same way dos santos when he ran his his 4672 that was faster than everybody prior to warholm breaking the world record this year. So basically they're <laughs> third best of all time. We saw the top three uh top three fastest of all time in in both races. I'm with you. I thought Muhammad had a chance with hundred to go. And then by the time they got to the over the last hurdle, Muhammad was ahead by a whisker. But by that point, yeah. Sydney had closed enough and I knew just how good of a closer she was. And remember in Doha, she made that thing pretty tight between the last hurdle and the finish line and just ran out of room. But here she got past with enough, but yeah, point one two, <laughs> still a pretty pretty tight margin. And I think if you say, "Hey, I'm gonna run fifty one forty six in the hurdles this year, and I'm only gonna win by a tenth," <laughs> you'd be surprised. Yeah, it was just. I mean, and, and you know, Muhammad did absolutely everything she could. And mm-hmm. I mean, I agree. Like you know how McLaughlin closes, but you also know how Rye Benjamin closes, and it's like closing while shattering the world record sure 
couldn't say take something out of your leg. So I, I mean, I agree. At the at fifty to go, I was like, I think McLaughlin's going to do it, but I wasn't like a hundred percent convinced, just because who knows how you respond when when you're just completely uh, rewriting the record book. Yeah, and she was chasing her to the outside too the whole time, so she had someone there yeah. in the same way that um, Benjamin had Warholm to his outside, right in that in that men's race. So I, I yeah, it was great. Again. You could compare and just choose choose your favorite, but they both were way better than we thought they would be going into the meet, and we already had high like the highest of expectations for them, right? Don't, yeah. Don't, don't, don't oh yeah, agree? they were one and two. Yeah, this of was... the races you'd want to watch the most, and yeah. they both exceeded expectations. Like that's that doesn't really happen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before we go any uh, any farther, world record song. Of course, absolutely. Here it is. Well, it's a world record, the likes of which has never been seen. Well, it's a world record. Highest, fastest, farthest a human's ever achieved Wouldn't believe if I told you Go to YouTube and I'll show you Got results to verify Soon it will be ratified Well, it's a world record The likes of which has never been seen Well, it's a World record Highest, fastest, farthest a human's ever achieved Well, it's a world record Well, it's a world record uh, Congrats to Sydney. Gets the world record song uh, two times in a year. Props to Dilo Muhammad for making it. Two to two, right? I mean... Yeah, no. And then I know McLaughlin's the you know she's younger, you know she's she's won the last two, but like Muhammad just ran fifty one five, and mm-hmm. she's not exactly uh you know past her prime. So yeah. who knows what happens next year? So it's interesting. We have you know Femke Bold credit to her too. Oh, unbelievable! I mean, just a thrilling race. She's a little bit older than, or sorry, a little bit younger than than Sydney, and it's weird. So you have the Netherlands and you have Norway, right? And they both of them have a distance star. And a hurdle star. It's yeah. It's interesting how that worked out. It's a good point. I like it. They have other athletes too, but it's weird how the uh, – it's, it's just weird, the, the superstar element of it. Um, okay, I want to ask you about the future of this rivalry though. Okay. Muhammad and McLaughlin. Where do you think it goes from here? Because – Muhammad ran faster than she has ever before by quite a sizable margin. I don't think she's going to stop. So mm-hmm. where do you see their back and forth going and where do you see the time going in the next year? Yeah, that's that's the thing is like mm-hmm. it's how, – how do you put a cap on it? But also like you can't just keep getting faster and faster and faster, right? Like at some point mm-hmm. you're just like, okay, we're two and a half seconds faster than the everyone else in history. <laughs> like you just – yeah, it has to stop. But um, I mean, if you tell me they break the world record by a little less next year, okay. Yeah, 
sure. Like, I, I can't. It's it's happened in what four straight races, right? That they have set the world record. Four straight other. championships. There was a diamond Champ- league, I think, but there was a diamond mm-hmm. league between nineteen USA's and nineteen worlds. Oh, okay, yeah. so pretty close, but. Yeah, it just seems like, of course, Sydney. You would just go. She's just going to keep getting better, right? Like, and Muhammad, you know, in her late twenties, but like, is doing nothing. And they have each other to push. Like, it's it's not like you know, you're, you're not Usain Bolt. You're not you're not just at your own on top of the mountain, right? Like, you've got somebody trying to push you off the mountain. You're on the aggro crag, and you have to keep moving. Otherwise, yeah. you're not getting that glowing piece of that radical rock, right? right like, right. I don't. Just it's like the men's and the women's side. Like at a certain point, maybe maybe we just saw the best race of both their careers. Like totally possible, right? Because it's just, yeah, yeah. At a certain point, that has to be the case. Um, but uh, man, I just I'm, I'd be afraid to tell them they couldn't run faster. Mom, it's thirty one. So a oh, little wow. Okay, I don't know why I had twenty nine in my head. Yeah, and then you look at her career now. She's got gold from sixteen. Gold from 19, silver in 21, silver in 23, and 27, 2013 and 2017. So, I mean, this, yeah, her medals have now spanned eight years. Yeah. Where she's either been silver or gold. I don't know what to think. This is just changing my perception of what is possible in in the event because it's different than a flat 400. There's this technical component to it that you think they could continue to tweak mm-hmm. and alter and find other ways to shave off time. I saw that Neil deGrasse Tyson tweet where he said that yeah. Warholm leads with the, his inside leg as opposed to his outside leg, which, you know, maybe they need to call up Neil deGrasse Tyson and figure out a way to, to run this thing even faster. But just the age of both McLaughlin, Bull, and on the men's side – all three of those guys lead you to believe that there's more there. But at the same time, all of them have been running really fast from an early age. So maybe you're thinking right. this is it. And if the track is as fast as everybody's saying, then it could have been the quickest. But even if it is, I don't really – I just want to see them race more, both on the men's yes. side and the women's side, all three of those folks. I want to see them race more and – I'm convinced now, like, if they don't beat it again, like, beat the record again, I feel like they've squeezed everything they can out of the sponge. Like, I'll believe that that's the mark. And I think Warholm, if he has to hang it up in five years, will be okay with a 45-second <laughs> formula hurdle clocking. Because the time matches the athlete. I mean, it exceeds what I thought was possible for him. Right. And same thing with the women. They put it to a place where it wasn't even close to before. Therefore, I think they can – when they do walk away, you'd be satisfied with just on the time side of it where it is. Just in the same way Rudisha, it would have been a bit unfulfilling if it was a 141 and that was it. Now, I know he barely broke into the 140s, but he did. And yeah. that was – that seemed like a good indication of how good he was in this era and the type of runner he was. And I'm glad we're getting that with both the men and the women. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, they're both, you know, just under a second faster than the previous world record, um, which is crazy. And uh, you, we were texting about this, of course, after the after the women's race and trying to just 
in our heads, like wrap, wrap our heads around what just happened between those two races. And we're like, well, what the percentage, they both broke the record, the previous record by, and it was also like almost dead even. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, I think Warholms was like 0.01, <laughs> like more percent. Like, yeah. so it's just, it, it, they, they, like you said, they both exceeded what anyone would have expected. Um, uh, yeah, I just, I mean, for an encore, I don't know what happens. Um, but I'm afraid to do it. And like I said, Muhammad 31, but she she split 48 in the 4x4 and mm-hmm. ran 51.5 in the 400-meter hurdles. Um, yeah. So Yeah, she's far from done. She's far from done, and you're looking yeah, at... Yeah, it's just like she just literally had her best year of her career. Like, well, and then you're thinking, okay, you get to... You want to obviously compete next year, and then once you compete next year, you're only two years away from another Olympics. Mm-hmm. And then... And then the year after the other Olympics is another world championships. Then I guess it's a bridge from 26, 27, 28. I think a lot of athletes more than normal are going to want to compete in 28 because it's in the United States. And it's, it's, right. it's pretty crazy to think seven years ahead and maybe it doesn't go that long. But for sure, 22, 23, 24, 25. That's four solid years here where even if she drops off, she's still going to be – among the best in the world. And I think people are probably watching what Allison Felix and Shelly and Fraser Price are doing. Right. And saying, okay, well, we know what's possible now. And maybe we didn't think about that before. But now we can see, hey, it's it's possible to have this sort of longevity with your career. So I just – I've always wondered, okay, and we talked about this before, McLaughlin's going to master the hurdles and then move on to something else. And that's, I do still wonder that. I mean, I don't think it's going to be like next year. But who's year. really done that in track? Yeah. <laughs> it's just, we don't have a very long list of people who have done that. I, ex, ex, except if you're talking about people moving up in distance. But those right. are usually like distance runners. And Felix did it. But, you know, she was always a 200 person. So he could either go to the four or the one. But I don't know. Because I, I wonder the same thing about Holloway and the high hurdles. This clearly can run a, an amazing hundred. Is he ever going to do it? Right. I don't know. Yeah, it's and it's, I don't know. I, 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 you know, I don't know what takes what it takes. Like if, if, say, you know, okay, Muhammad reached the mountaintop. McLaughlin, hypothetically, even has has more to go. If she just goes, gold, 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 yeah. drops the world record by another couple tenths over the next four years. Does she, at that point, should she just go? Okay, I think I, I think I figured this one out. Yeah. Like do 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 you just go for the ch- like? I need to challenge myself in different ways, or do you just go? Hey, why would I screw up a good thing here? Well, I think it's a practical decision because then you all, you also got to look at the other event. Because this, if Shawnee Miller Weibo or someone like Shawnee Miller Weibo is there in the quarter, yeah, are, you're going to give up a gold to go run a different event and right. get beat. That doesn't seem that that wise. And I, with a few rare exceptions, you look at these winners. If you just scored on the list of, like, there's no there's no easy path to a gold medal, except maybe the men's 800, where they were just kidding, <laughs> just kidding, but. So if you were new to an event, you know, and obviously hats off to Fred Curley for doing it this year and Sharika Jackson, but there's very little, like, I guess you'd, t- you'd call inefficiencies out there of people not being in the correct event or not. Because cause then you take, like, Safan Hassan, correct, who's like, – you throw her on top of the people who were already really good in those events as just another person to beat because her – it wasn't as if she's from – a country where the replacement person could be better than her. You get what I'm saying? Right. 
Or so you had all these good people and they just layered another person on top without taking away any of any of the good people. So I don't like, – on the women's side, you, to get a gold, you had to beat Thompson Hurrah, Thompson Hurrah, Miller Weibo, Athingmo, Faith Kipiegon, Safan Hassan in the, in, the, in the flat running events. That's the group of people you had to beat. So you have Thompson Hurrah yeah. who's triple gold here, gold, double gold last time. And has like put the number two times up. You have Miller Weibo, who set a PR off an impossibly fast time from 2019. You have a Thing Mo, this ascendant star who made 155 look running easy. You have Faith Kipiegon, probably the best women's miler of all time. And then you yep. have Safan Hassan, who's got the most range of anybody out there and just proved. Just ran a freaking triple. Just ran a freaking triple. Yeah. So, like, maybe we're just in this golden era or something like that. But I feel I feel as if when we get to whatever the Olympics or the World Championships are, where an athlete tries to just like like if City just said, "Hey, I'm going to run the quarter," it's it's risky because of that reason. There's just, oh I, no, absolutely. I mean, if you yeah, Miller, if a thing Mo is uh, has the possibility of the yeah. double there, like those are two just titans that I don't I wouldn't want to mess with. Uh, granted, I wouldn't want to mess with Delilah Muhammad either, but you're right. Like to, to step outside your event, and hey, I mean, like, there's nothing wrong with being the greatest of all time in your event. Like, if she just decides, hey, yeah. I'm going to keep continuing this and trying to be the best ever, it's a cool, cool thing to just have in your back pocket. Well, here's the way you do it, Jason. This thing called a schedule that works, where you can do both. You yep. can win your event and then try to add on in another event without putting too much risk on your actual event. Shout out to the Eugene 2022 schedule that has the 400 and the 800 back-to-back. Good job. That one. Still time to fix it, guys. Come on. We will not have the – well, they're selling tickets now, so you're going to bum out a bunch of people who are there to see uh, a thing Mo, and they want to see Miller Weibo out there. Let's move forward, though, on the schedule here. The next final we had on day number five as people relive these Olympics with us. Ah, women's steeple final. Women's yeah. steeple final where Perith Chematai of Uganda just flying over those water barriers. Didn't put her foot on a lot of them. That was a bold move. I liked it. I like that. She runs yeah. 9.01. Frerichs, she made the race though. She goes with she a did. mile to go. Gets the lead. Gets passed by Chematai but hangs on for silver. Amazing race for Frerichs. That gives her two silver medals Whew. in the steeple. Kiang, bronze. Uh, Emma Coburn struggled. She Fell off the back, then she fell over a barrier, ended up getting uh, disqualified in the results. But the United States still gets uh, still gets it done with a steeple medal with with Courtney Frerichs. Coming up big. I like the, the move from far out. I thought that was her best way to medal. Yep. I thought for a while she might be able to pull off gold. But this is one of those that's it's a special medal because I think you remember the way you ran to get it and – she she put herself out there. There was no guarantee that that was going to work. No, no. It, I mean, it took major guts to to just say, screw it, I'm going for it. And she had that, you know, pretty big gap on the field there for a while. Yeah. And as long as you don't, co- you know, collapse, which is always a risk you take in, you know, the weather over there was pretty humid and, and tough, and mm-hmm. you're just obviously going against that kind of competition, it could, it could absolutely backfire, and you could end up just being crawling by the last lap. Mm-hmm. But... She held on. I mean, Chemutai. Uh, Chemutai, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, deserved it 901. She ended up pulling away pretty easily. But yeah, it was never really in doubt that Frerichs was going to get silver by like the later stages of the race. Like it just seemed like, oh yeah, she's she's got this. Like, yeah, maybe she gets caught by caught by one, but like she looks really good still. She's not dying. Um Coburn just, you know, didn't have it. That's gonna happen sometimes. But uh credit for Frerichs. I, I I love the move. I think it like I said it is it, it does take some guts to pull off, but man, it was clearly the right right call. Yeah, you said uh, Coburn doesn't or there's sometimes she doesn't bring it. It's like she always brings oh <laughs> that was so crazy. No, 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 I just, just didn't have it for whatever reason. Yeah, I mean but you could see in the rate you know, she's kinda yeah in the back of the pack. Mm-hmm. And just just never seemed to have that like next level. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I'm not saying like yeah. that's that's something we expect from Coburn. Um, it was just for whatever reason, it just wasn't there that day. Well, that's what made it so weird. Yes, yeah. and we've talked about the whole expectation game throughout this meet and just how I think I saw a World Athletics stat or someone's stat basically of you know, less than half of the world leaders going in won their events. Makes sense. Yeah. But then there were other people who weren't world leaders but were probably favorites who also didn't win their events. And then you get you, – you gain an appreciation for the people who are, are able to do it time after time after time. And Coburn already had the you know, three medals. This would have been number four. But yeah, Frerichs there, so solid. So solid there. Next final was – let's see. What do we have after that, Jace? We had the – And I'm going to get – you know, I'll give uh, Coburn a break because the woman who holds the re- world record by like 15 seconds finished seventh. So Yeah. Yeah, not a good year for Beatrice Chipkowicz. Not say at that. all. A little bit off. A little bit off yeah. this year. So we got the... What's up next? Men's 800. The Men's 800. <laughs> Your favorite event. All right, moving on. Next on the docket. <laughs> now. I don't want to pick on the Men's 800. It was exactly what we thought it was going to be going into the meet. It was a mess. It the, was a mess. The problem is, if you're just judging events... Every other event was just way better than what we thought it would be for a <laughs> right. variety of reasons, either crazy times, upsets, or close battles. And this one was just um, parody reigned here. Look, Emmanuel Carrera is a 142 guy. It makes sense that he'd win a gold medal. But it's also made sense that in this year that the winning time would be 145. It just kind of fit with where we're yeah. going. Yeah. Yeah. He ran 145-0, you know, Rotish, and then Dobek. Um I mean, Nigel Amos, eighth, so kudos to you, Kevin. Kind of called that. Murphy, a lot of people sleeper picked, finished last. Yeah. Um, it just, yeah, it, 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 they went out slow, mm-hmm. and then it stayed that way. <laughs> it was kind of a bummer. I mean, it was. Yeah. It, we knew it wasn't like, uh, you know, the Brazier is the big favorite, you know, wasn't there, and things started kind of, you know, cracking at the seams throughout the year, and it was looking like, oh, this isn't, looking like the best year, but maybe we'll still see something. And it just, yeah, wasn't there. Um, credit, hey, career gold medal. That's all that matters. No one will remember this how it race. happened or oh, whatever. You get, to, you get to put it on the mantle. <laughs> no one will remember this race for sure. This will um, be the one where someone will email us in three years, like they did before. Trivia question, who went gold, silver, and bronze in 2021? Everything else you'll be able to call back you know, via memory. I, men's steeple might be a little bit... Tough. Which Polish guy finished third? And you'd be like, uh, Lewandowski? No. Uh, Shot? No. A new no. guy. <laughs> it was Dobek. Rot- I mean, Kenya goes one, too. So Kenya will yeah. remember this. But this was Take that. This was weird because it was it was so so slow and tactical. And 
800s are usually ridiculously fun even when the stakes are low. So to have an Olympic one where you're kind of like, okay, that was – I expected a little just, bit It more felt like a mid-year Diamond League. Yeah. That's that's kind of the whole vibe it had where it was just like, oh, well, we don't have like the best guys there. But there's a few good names and, and it's just – yeah. Like you said, there was so many amazing and just mind-blowing performances. And then this was just what it was. Well, that Heats had the excitement, I guess, with the Amos and Jewett collision. Yeah, which prompted some cool clips and interviews, and then the trials were dramatic because it was the biggest upset of the trials. Maybe right. it just man, maybe it just ran out of steam. What do you think Donovan Brazier was thinking when he watched this? <laughs> I, I'm guessing he just finished and then immediately went outside and like measured out 800 meters, like on a street outside his house, and then you know was like, I bet I could. I, I'm going to power walk this to 144.9 and then he wept then he wept with a boot on i don't know he still has a <laughs> this would have been a completely this is interesting because it would have been a completely different race if he was in it there's zero percent chance it would have gone like this because there's zero percent chance he would have left it for the last hundred if it was an in-peak brazier you just you could just say that definitively there's just no other right. there's no question there's no other way you could envision this this race going he wouldn't have been hey guys let me risk my Olympic gold medal on a hundred meter sprint. <laughs> this it was so weird because it was so slow. But everybody Maybe Jewett would have made this race different. Like I don't. Oh, hundred percent. You know, he just yeah. would have said, "Screw it." Like I'm not saying he would have meddled necessarily, but he would have just been like, "All right, guys, like I'm going to go out and do this." And then at a certain point, we we're like, "He's leading by twenty meters. Like, what are we? What's yeah. going to happen?" So Bull took the lead at at two hundred, right? I'm looking at these every mm-hmm. hundred meter splits, and then he led all the way through. 600 and then with 100 to go career took the lead and bowl slid back to fourth but just there was an amos he was up there and then until he wasn't but career was always in first or second throughout this entire race after the first hundred it's like not much changed everybody stayed there murphy i guess you know he was towards the back and then by by 400 he was in ninth and you're like all right he's looming he'll be fine because he was only seven tenths of a second back and then he stayed pretty much back there the whole way through it was weird it was frozen in time except for a couple people i guess rotich closed pretty well but he went from fifth to second in the last hundred but it was so it was you know that was amos falling back and bowl falling back but he yeah he ran it i guess that was the most exciting thing was looking at the, at the last 50 meters to see if Kenya would go one, two, but all right, we'll keep moving. Um, let's go. What's the next event? I keep clicking off of my uh, men's two men's 200. Okay. Men's 200. Where do we start with men's 200, Jason? Uh, well, your boy, we got to just, you know, congratulate him. The, the king of, you know, bronze, occasional silver. He, he gets his gold medal and, uh, it was well-deserved. He looked great in the heats. The way he even closed in the open in the in the hundred, um, I thought he was going to be really really good in this, and so and he you know runs a huge personal best. I, I'm not convinced. I don't know if the wind gauge was broken, but he, <laughs> he was able to run 19.6 with apparently yeah. that was legal. Um, no, I mean it was it was a great awesome performance, and him and Bednarik, you know, I, I had both those guys going into the final um, just because Lyles didn't look right, and to, to Lyles' credit, he ran 19.74. In the past post-Bolt years, 
that would have been more than enough to get it done, right? But well, DeGrasse and Bednarik are good. Yeah. yeah. Like, really good. Yeah. And Lyle's just he, – he just wasn't clearly himself this whole year. Um, some stuff, you know, came out afterwards about kind of men- mental health that it, and stuff he's been battling this year, which I hope he gets that figured out. Um, cause you know, that's, I'm not going to uh, undersell how much that can, that can weigh on somebody obviously. Um, but you know, Lyles two years ago would have, even though, even with 1962 for the grass, yeah. no Lyles would have won this race. Yeah. He, I mean, he's a 19.5 guy and we thought, okay, 19.5 when he's that young, he's going to keep going. 19.4s are going to be common he's gonna threaten the american record 1919 probably a little too much to ask but he could he could get in that 19.3 range and it he went the other direction with this 1919.7 i just degrass it just it all came together <laughs> perfectly for him he got the big pr and the big performance at the exact most opportune time and you're right his last his close was really impressive jays i thought well, I thought for a second Lyles might hang on, and then I thought Bednarik would be there. Um, Bednarik ran a great race too, nineteen sixty eight. Gets a PB. Yeah, he was. I mean, he did. Again, I I I had bigger bet on Bednarik because mm-hmm. he had a little better odds. But then I threw a little little something on grass just because I was like, I think he's actually looks the best. Yeah, and so I'll just cover my cover my bets that way. Um, and like I said, I just didn't think Lyles. You know, I, I thought he had a better chance of finishing third. <laughs> um, it was unfortunate. I mean, like I said, I, I'm rooting for Lyles because it's a few guys more fun. And also, hey, if we get Lyles back and we got, you know, Kenny B and, and DeGrasse coming into form, like, that's, a, that's a Arian huge, Knighton. yeah, like, Aaron Knighton was unbelievable. And he looked, honestly, in the in the semis, yeah, where he was like, it almost looked like he started running backwards to time his, his uh, effort because he did not want to run too hard. Like, yeah. it was so, like... Like almost over the top, but he ends up running 1993, which I would have thought he was going to run fast in the final. But he is 17, mm-hmm. and he's going to be so good. Yeah, it's interesting how quickly things change. There's already a new person in the two in the sprint in the men's sprints, and we were still with this young this young core when you talk about Lyles and Norman, etc. That was at Grant Holloway. Bromel's a little bit older, but Coleman. I mean, those guys aren't that old. They're not veterans, and then a seventeen-year-old comes in there. Right, it's like, hey guys, what's up? Hey, Kenny Benera, Fred Curley, I'm here. Hey, I, I, I watched you when I was twelve. Yeah, it's like what? Yeah. That was only five years ago. I, yeah, yeah, I'm. I was impressed by, I was impressed by him, and I thought Bednarik and DeGrasse ran almost their best possible races. Lyles, given the given the circumstances, and and what he's run this year, it shouldn't have been too surprising. I just thought he could like he did in the trials look a little bit better in the finals than he did in the, in the semis. And he probably did to his credit. It's just, he honestly did. He ran ran exactly the same as he did in the trials where he, 19.7 was his absolute peak this year. That's, that's the best you were going to get from him. Mm -hmm. He just didn't, he didn't have that next level where we're used to seeing the way Lyles would close Mm -hmm. was how DeGrasse was close. Like it was like, okay, he's going to be fine around the turn. But like, if you're within spitting distance of him, it's over. Like, Lyles is going to blow by you, and he did not have that next speed. The next day, day seven, we had... Uh, Side show- note, Andre DeGrasse has seven world me- individual world medals, like championship medals. Where's that, Where's that on your list? 
God, I got to rethink. I mean, Gold, like, because we know how good he is, and I like to just make fun of him just because his PRs were bad for how good he was. Mm-hmm. He had never broken 9-9. He had never broken 19-9. <laughs> like, it was weird that he kept doing it. But all of a sudden, you throw 1962. He got 989. He's got a gold. I can't make the jokes anymore. It's over. No, you should have stopped doing them a while ago, I think. I think at this point, it's pretty- Oh, he was already, like, I mean, he had five medals coming into this. It's not like he was, yeah. he was a bad performer. It was just like... You know what they call him, Jace. Like, does he have you know voodoo dolls is like how, how was he pulling this off over and over but it's that now like i said it's it's done i can't do it anymore you know they, they always you know say the nearly man that was what, yes. what he was and then oh, he i love was, the nearly man that's so good but now he is the uh olympic champion the 200 but you could also say i mean look at who he had to go against for those for a lot of the you had you know bolt occup- sure. bolt occupying that top spot 17 remember that was his best shot and he got hurt in training right before and yeah. then we're thinking oh bolt's gonna get another medal here or another gold just like he did in 15 and then it turns out justin gatlin beat him because of course you you're gonna be the 2005 and the 2017 world champion in 100 that just makes sense <laughs> why else would we what else would we think is possible and then you're like all right well that's that was probably his window but then bolt actually retires and then he goes into 19 but then Coleman and Lyles are probably at the peak of their powers at that point, okay? But he gets more medals. And then you go into 21, and you think, okay, Col- or I guess before Coleman was suspended, but Coleman, Lyles, and then Bromel pops up, his training partner. You're like, all right, he's there. And then there's these other guys in the 200, like Bednarik and Knighton, et cetera. Like, how's he going to fare? And then he just has his best performance of his entire career at these championships. Yeah, no, I mean, he, he would o- almost always run, like, his best at the right time, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that was what he did. Um, but it would also be, you know, you just look at the times, you'd be like, man, it just seemed like nobody else showed up. But uh, somehow he, you know, Which, he got it done. Like, he'd, he'd consistently win medals. Yeah. Like, I'm, okay, I'm looking at 2016. He, he got silver in the 200 running 2002. Yeah. Well, who he was... Got, what was bronze what? running nine ninety one? Yeah, but weren't the times in general slow that year? No, for sure. But it just it happened consistently. I mean, like and then in seventeen. Well, no, seventeen. We just talked about. Um, yeah. But then nineteen, like he he PR'd to his credit in the final in the hundred ran nine nine zero got bronze. Right, and he finished second in the two hundred ran in nineteen ninety five. Like it was just it, it was amazing that he kept just kind of squeaking it out with these times but and that's that should tell us something shouldn't it that i mean there's something to be said for hey you show up you run your best or one of your best races of the season that's to be commended it yeah. was just we, we would see other people who wouldn't who seemingly would not show up and that's like again to grass's credit like he showed up when he needed to and that's that is probably the most important quality you can have as a great sprinter is like not, you know, folding in the moment, right? Yeah, exactly. That's that, that's what I'm saying. Basically, it's just a little bit of, of Des Linden here, right? The whole keep showing up thing. Yeah. And then yeah, absolutely. if you're in the mix long enough, the opportunity is going to come where the, the something happens with the field or you happen to have your day clicks and then you're – champion and that's what so but but I, th- I think in order to get there you just have to have that ridiculously stubborn consistency 
yeah. which, which he has. It was more, I think, you know, he when he was first on the scene and he ran those ridiculous wind-dated times and we'd be like, this guy, you know, because he was so young, he yeah. had, like just started just like sprint, right? Yeah, yeah. So we're like, man, this he's going to be thing. And then like he just never ran fast. Yeah, but he would win or get make medal podiums and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah that's no, I say it. I, I, I'm I am complimenting him, even though it was just like the things. It was more just like how is he doing this? Yeah, you know, it was just I don't know. It, you know, he was Tim Duncany. You know, that's that's <laughs> just, just just like hey, I'm just gonna consistently do this, and you're gonna be like, holy crap, this guy has thirty and thirteen right now. Like I didn't realize it. Well, well come on, let's not go crazy with the Tim Duncan comps. <laughs> You talking about a, you talking about the, I had to compliment him too high to get you to come third, back down a little. Third, third best player of all time, probably on my big board here. Okay, okay, I'll take it. I don't know. I'm just on the board. All I know is Chris Paul's not in the top twenty. Okay. <laughs> the triple jump, Pachardo gets the gold. Uh, U.S. no medals there. Clay, in a rare uh, result, finished fourth. So he he did not get a medal. Uh, Zoo and Zango were silver and bronze. Then we had the men's shot put. Easiest money in the whole thing. Minus. Even though Kovacs was amazing. Minus 300? Was Krauser minus 300? Uh, he, he varied between three and 400, I think, depending when you got him. Did you put any money on him? I put 100 bucks on him. Okay, cool. Which is, for me, a mass. Like, I don't bet that much on anything, <laughs> like, ever. Like, $20 is usually my max kind of wager. But I was just like, this, this is good. Because I, I put a few feelers out there for, like, not long shots, but I thought good value, and they were basically Michael Norman, Delilah Muhammad, and Kenny B. Mm-hmm. So a, a bunch of, you know, real, well, Norman wasn't particularly close. The other two, pretty close, didn't quite get there, and I was like, Krauser's going to basically get me some of my money back just for those bets. So you're right. Kovacs did throw well. He ran, he threw 22.65 to Krauser's 23.30. But guess how many times Krauser threw over Kovacs' best throw? Oh, it had to be four, five? Five. Yeah. Five. Yeah, no, it was – Krauser set the Olympic record, whatever, four times or something like that. So it was <laughs> – Bonus, it was bonus, comic. bonus, bonus. Yeah, it was just – yeah, he, he – I mean, it, it was ridiculous how good how, – you know, he, he, this wasn't a surprise. No, this is what no. he was this year. Like, it was, no, he, he was he easily PR. the best in the world, and he, he showed up. PR. Yeah. It got close-ish because when when Kovacs threw twenty two sixty five, Krauser's best mark at that point was twenty two eighty six. So, so yeah, only- it just gave you that slight like this isn't. There's no way this is going to happen, right? And then Krauser's like, no, of course not. Here you go. I never thought it was twenty three. No, twenty three. <laughs> yeah, I never, I never thought it was. I mean, Kovacs's throw again was massive, and in any, any pretty much every other year, you'd be satisfied with that getting the gold medal. But it just feel, it felt like Krauser got through solid, and then he's like, last round, okay, I got the win. Let me put on a show now. Yep. 23 freaking 30. And it just, just – it was so far beyond everything else. I, I wonder what happens when he's actually pushed. Yeah, I, I mean, he's – I don't know who's going to – We're know. never going to see like that, I don't think. No, I, I unless somebody's coming up that uh, we don't know about. But, yeah, he just – he did exactly – what all the men did on the track side, just as a favorite, completely dominated. Yeah, he was, he's fun to watch. Yeah, so much amazing. fun to watch. All right. Next up is the men's high hurdles that we've all been waiting for. Okay, no, I didn't know what it was. So I was 
Mensa hurdles. Okay. So this is where – did we talk on this pod about people being very doom and gloom about the U.S. medal count? I can't remember. We've texted a lot about it. Um, we we might have brought it up with like kind of the surprise and the hundred, but I don't think we were at full doom and gloom level at this point. Yeah. So th- these two things back to back because you know the, the previous day the U.S. didn't win the two hundred, even though they went two three four, and everyone yeah. was like, "What's wrong with the U.S. men's team?" But then back to back, you had this is on the well, it was night in the U.S. morning in Tokyo. You had the four by one go out in the first round uh not qualify so bad and it's then you so had bad. and then you had Holloway get silver and those two yeah. things back to back i think just threw accelerant on it basically yes and on its own you might just go hey the hurdles can be weird sometimes and holloway mm-hmm. was leading but he just whatever happened you know just got out of his rhythm i don't know but you know hansel patch passes him um, so he runs thirteen oh nine, which so is so hot right now. Hansel, yeah, like <laughs> in like Holloway thirteen oh nine. That's I mean, it's it's slow. Like I said, he hadn't broken thirteen a ton this year. He still was a big favorite, and he should have been a big favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just yeah, like the hurdles are weird. So like this on its own wouldn't have been the end of the world. It was just combined with every other. You know, just coming into the year, you would have been like, "Hey, the U.S. men, it's weird. They're favored in the one, two, four, eight, and the you know men's high hurdles with a like, chance for the four hundred four hundred. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, it's like this is insane. Like how, and they're deep in most of these events and blah blah blah. And it's like Holloway. You know, you you would have uh, definitely had him as the favorite, and he was the favorite. Um, just didn't run, didn't run his best race. Yeah, I think what everybody looked at 2016 or 2019, excuse me, saw all those golds and said, okay, but 400, the U.S. will be better because normal will be healthy. And four-meter hurdles, there's a chance for Benjamin to beat Warholm. So you could run the table, not thinking that you could also go the other direction and lose the one, the two, the 800, and the high hurdles. And that's exactly what, what happened. And then the 4 by 4 or the 4 by one excuse me, too, because that was the same day. That that went out. Yeah, with Holloway, of all the people who were favored for gold but didn't get gold on the U.S. side, his loss made the most sense in that what he said afterwards lined up with what I was watching. Basically Mm -hmm. said, you know, he kind of lost concentration and focus and noticed things on his side. And then because he just – he was out like a cannon like he always is. Yeah, he looked like it was over. And then the last three hurdles just slowed down and – you could kind it of think he it. was jumping like high. Like, did it yeah. seem like he was going too high over the hurdles? Yeah, the rhythm was off, and in okay, the semis, yeah. the semis it looked off. And they are, I just with the women, they did it weird where they put the semis and finals into two different sections. Ultimately, I don't know if that helped or hurt him. And the women's, I think they could have gone. I think Camacho Quinn could have gone even faster if they were back to back sessions because her semi was so damn fast. But. I don't know if that impacted him or or what it was, but it, like that at least made sense of okay, it's a high hurdles. This is unpredictable. It was a, it was a really tight race. First round he looked great, so we knew he was in shape coming in. It just didn't happen. The four by one, I mean, it's almost past the point of like making like side comments about if they get the baton around because I went back and looked. His you go back from now until the last time the U.S. won gold in the Olympics. And they've won gold in the World Championship since then. But the Olympics, which was, what, 04, they have about a 50% success rate 
in getting it around and winning a medal. Yeah. I mean, that's insane. So um, since 2000, since 2000, when they won the gold. So they have, I wrote this down. So three golds. So there's been 15 major championships since 2000. Three golds, three silvers, one DQ after the fact for doping with the Tyson Gate thing in 2012 in London. So they, they crossed the line, though. They got the baton around in 2012. They got DQ'd after in doping. Then they have – so it's three golds, three silvers, one DQ after the fact for doping, and then eight either DNF, DQs, or did not qualify for the finals. Now, one of those – remember 2011 when Doc Patton got just like leveled by Harry Aikens Arite of Great Britain? Like on yeah. that last <laughs> on that last exchange, uh, maybe that wasn't his their fault. I remember litigating that at the time. So you could, so you could put that one in the other category if you want to, but you're basically at seven and seven or eight and seven, no matter how you slice it. Well, in general, with with the relays with the four by one, you could say, hey, every once in a while, shit happens, right? Like yeah. sometimes just. Things are going to go wrong, and then that's going to happen to literally every team. Talent-wise, really, I mean, there there shouldn't be a year where the U.S. should have finished lower than second since 2000, right? Like, well, and that's the thing: they either finish first or second, or they don't finish or don't qualify. Like yeah, this one, they, so it's insane. Like, and and this year, obviously, some of the guys, you know, Bramell kind of fell apart or or whatever it is, but you still had like multiple finalists or qualifiers. I mean, you're losing to Ghana and Germany. Mm-hmm. You know, Italy ends up <laughs> all right, having a, having a hell of a hell of a day. But like, it's just, you just look across the board and it's like, even these guys on an off day, it shouldn't matter. Um, It's, it's just, it's bad. I mean, it's really, really bad. And a lot of people are figuring out, or arguing about what's the long term because this is a it's a it's not just a one championship problem obviously there's something wrong with how this is structured and we've yeah. talked about this for ten years now no joke but if you just zoom in on 2021 and the issues with 2021 that second pass from Curly to Baker which was real slow I'm with you I think they still could have recovered from that a lot of people don't remember 2019 they won gold but they barely got through in the prelim on that last exchange. Yeah. To, to, to Gillespie. It almost was, was a disaster there too. I think they just need, for 2021's purposes, holding everything else equal, they needed to pick one of two lanes. One lane is go with slower guys who can get more reps in in practice so the exchanges are clean. So pick somebody who's not tied up with individual events as much. Or two, do your four fastest from the jump. And your four fastest on this team would have included Kenny Bednarik, who was fourth at the U.S. Trials in the 100 and got silver in the 200. With a flying start, I'm confident oh, in saying yeah. Kenny B would have been solid. And if you put him perhaps on that anchor leg, maybe well, – I want to say maybe. I, I'm pretty sure the U.S. would have – it would have been bad. It would have been ugly still. But I think the U.S. would have squeaked it out, gotten through the finals, and then all they need is a lane, just like they did in 2019, clean it up, and then they're good to go. And they could, they could win this whole thing. Maybe they wouldn't, and maybe they would have another baton issue in the, in the in the final. But I think the problem was they did a they did a mixture of both. They put the fast people in who hadn't practiced the exchanges clearly enough, but then also had come people coming off the bench, so they didn't have people to rescue them when they got in trouble. That's yeah, my no, I agree. I, I think it is 
and overall it's the hundred like you you don't have to worry about it as much as the four by four of like wearing these guys out i don't think right run them twice it's a, run them it's a hundred it's yeah. fine like they're, they're they're gonna be okay um so yeah run run the best guys i agree i mean kenny b he would have literally had to go you know three one hundredths faster than gillespie yeah yeah which you know hey i'll, I'll take that bet um but i mean it shouldn't be that close U.S. is super talented, but they're a mess. <laughs> they're just a plain huge mess. Yeah. So that's when, that's when the takes got the hottest that night with the U.S. Because then it was okay. Are they going to get a? You know, Krauser got the one gold, so they were at least not shut out in the gold medals. But then it became clear, hey, it might just be the four by four, and that's it for the U.S. Right. men. And then the men's four hundred was that day too. Men's 400 that day, which was the next one, other than women's pole vault. So got gold there, but that's a women's event. Katie Najat, shout out to her. The women were dominant. Women were great. They had the the greatest, I think I saw the women had the best Olympics of all time. Track or across all yeah, of them? Yeah, I believe it was track. Uh, maybe it was all around too. I'm not sure. But the, the track, they were great too. But the men had like their least amount of, I think it was overall, least amount of medals since 1896. And a big no. portion of that would have been track. So they had the least amount of medals since. Eight. Oh, the men had the least amount of medals since. Eight. Are you yeah. just making up stats? You're like since 1421. No, it was yeah. It said Athens 1896. So I was like, oh, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, look, the women just the hundred. You don't count it against them because Jamaica was transcendent, yeah. and if they had Shakira Richardson, they could have medaled. But then you get Gabby Thomas getting a bronze in yep. the 200. You get Felix getting a bronze in the 400. They go one three in the eight. 15, 5, and 10. Obviously, they're shut out. Didn't expect anything there. They go silver in the high hurdles, then gold, silver in the foreign hurdles, then silver in the steeple. They get silver in the 4x1, gold in the 4x4. Molly Seidel, who we'll talk about later, bronze in the marathon, gold from Najat. Brittany Reese is silver. Raven Saunders is silver. Valley Allman a gold in the discus. Yeah, I mean, there's obviously, like, the hammer throw was, they should have probably gotten yeah. a medal or, or two. I mean, it wasn't perfect. You're allowed to have one or two slip-ups. It's just, yeah, yeah, when you have a lot of big favorites and none of them show up, that's that's tough. Yeah. It's – and, like, uh, even on the men's, it's just, like, I read this article. It's, like, did the, did the U.S. men actually fail? And it's, like, kind of weird to say that when they got – yeah, they didn't win gold in the 100, 200, 400 are both hurdles, but they went silver in the 100, silver and bronze, and then fourth in the 200 – Obviously, four hundred was four five. That was a disappointment. But then silver in the high hurdles, and then silver in the in the low hurdles. It's weird because basically, then you're constructing an argument of like, hey, the U.S. is a failure because of a combined what tenth of a second between these things. Curly Curly loses by four one hundredths. Uh, Bednarik loses by six one hundredths. Holloway yeah, by five one hundredths. It it gets a bit it gets a bit preposterous at that point of saying. Like there was a there was any sort of failure here on a large scale, but I think you do have to take into effect how big of a favorite a lot of these guys were coming into this year. Or oh, hundred percent. But here's the race. But here's the problem with it too, because if you're saying it's a failure, then you've got to say what they did wrong or what they would fix. And other than the four by one, which is the only actual team thing out there, and the four by four, but it's really easy to figure that event out. There is no fixing it because it's just the way track goes. It's an individual sport. And, oh yeah, and and to be so, clear, I don't care about the men's U.S. medal count like that. Uh, I literally I got do not texts. care at all. Like it's, it's about- sorry, like okay, I'm American. I'm uh, sure go U.S. But like I'm a track and field fan, and I was rooting for awesome track and field. 
performances. Like, I, I genuinely don't, you know, I was rooting for Carson Warholm against Ry Benjamin. Like, it doesn't matter to me. You're rooting for your all-decade team is who you're rooting yeah, for. Yeah, exactly. That's the important thing. And now we have to go back to our draft and see who won that. Oh, um, I got crushed, I think. <laughs> the, the event draft? I got crushed. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure. Uh, but, like, yeah, so it's it's not, I, I don't think, and I don't care about the takes that are out there, but I do think you could go, holy crap, things really snowballed out of control this year for the for the u.s men like it, it went from everything is amazing to yeah, yeah huh and even you know you have the one-off like holloway where you're not worried about it mm-hmm. but then you have stuff like norman or lyles or bramel where you're just like i let's see what happens next year i guess but my thing is it's not systemic it this is just sport the variance of sports look i i quoted your tweet before now I'm going to quote my tweet Yeah, uh, from the House of Run account. Actually, this could have been both of our tweets. Who knows? You know, I said, 2019 world champs threw things a bit out of whack and rightfully created the expectation of even more in 2021. But the number of men's individual track golds has been pretty low for a while now. So as I mentioned, individual track golds. So they got zero in this one, right? right. But in 2017 worlds, they got one. In the 2016 Olympics, they got two. 2015 Worlds, they got zero. 2013 Worlds, they got two. 2012 Olympics, they got one. 2011 Worlds, they got one. So basically I said, that's a low number, but we're only talking about 10 events. And when you have legendary people like Bolt, Farah, Carson Warholm, Andre de Grasse, Marcel Jacobs, you know, these unbeatable <laughs> titans of sport, some, avail- so some events are just going to be not available to yeah. win. So then your, your da- number's down to six. And then you have some bad breaks and some other issues, and then you can get from two to zero super quick. But what? Yeah, the big thing was Lyles was supposed to be one of those guys. You know, the the guaranteed easy medals. Norman was looking like one of those guys. Yeah. Well, let me continue. Before the last two years, which is a long time. My my, my tweet. Basically, all the things I said, hey, don't just say these guys are going to win the gold medal all year because they haven't looked good all year. Uh, came to fruition. Yeah, you're right, and I think that's what we need to learn for next time. But I'm going to keep continuing my. Except tweet. that was all over Bramel. Yeah, I thought exactly. he was a, a lock. Lots of people, myself included, looked at the four golds in 19 and saw that as the baseline: young team, lots of depth, etc. Interesting to note and one to consider before cementing any narrative: the favorites didn't come through, but second and third placers at trials were solid: Curly in the hundred, but Narek and Knight in the two hundred, Cherry in the four hundred, Allen in the one ten hurdles. That said, yeah, it's kind of weird that Safanasan might get more gold medals than the whole U.S. men's team. Which actually she ended and up she tying, did. if you count oh, the yeah, sh- shot and the four by four, two to Safanasans, two. Yeah, so that's my that that's that. Those are my thoughts, basically. Which which is just you can't say like the team was unprepared or something. I I saw the whole like there was no training camp. But it's like well, Devin Allen ran an amazing race. Michael Cherry ran an amazing race. The whole the whole year, like you don't need a training camp. This isn't football. Well, the time like, zone. We ta- well, they're talking about the time zone. Like yeah, the time whatever. Zone. I, but I, it's. Everyone in the world came from somewhere. Like, come on, this is true. That, that's a garbage take. I don't, I don't care. Like, that's dumb. Might be a garbage take, but your response is legendary. Everybody in the world came from somewhere. <laughs> like, <laughs> so yeah, but I mean, like, so yeah, the people from Europe. There, you know, people Canada. Guess what? Had a pretty good games. Like, like, who, well, all that stuff is irrelevant. Earlier. They're saying like these other countries had a camp, whereas like yeah, the U.S. didn't have a dumb. camp because they wanted to cut down on COVID covid risk which i think good idea that was right, yeah smart. like I, sorry i think it actually matters more that most of these guys just weren't particularly great this year 
<laughs> they got they got beat. Like you yeah. want to find this like greater reason for these things happening. Oh, I agree. I'm I'm I'm, I'm agreeing with you, man. I'm agreeing. No, with I know, you. but I'm, I, yeah, I'm not directing this at you. Just in general, it's just like off, no, dude. there has to be this huge thing, and it's like yeah. no, there doesn't. Like well, it, that's it what I'm doing though. When I'm bringing up all these silvers, it's like well, those those runners outperform their expectation. So did, right. maybe the no training camp helped them. It just. It's all the track's fault, is what I'm saying. Too fast. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. Men's 400, 400 final. Steven Gardner, my pick to win. Been my pick yep. the last couple of years. Nobody's ever <laughs> taken me off that point. 4385, another sub 44 clocking. Zambrano, who I've been talking about for a while, too. You, you, you were blown up Zambrano. I'll give you definitely credit there. Was not counting on Kar- uh, Karani James' uh, throwback performance this championship, but there he was in the bronze medal position. Was thrilled with it, as he should be. Michael Cherry, two 100s off the podium, and then Michael Norman in fifth. Yeah, uh, Gardner was the best, you know, like, he was, the, he was the safest bet coming in because he's just been consistently good over the past few years, and it's the dude can run 43 when he needs to run 43, mm-hmm. and there was no one else in the field that you felt could do that. Um, Zambrano, credit to him, 44-0. You know, just looks, he was good this year. No one was great this year, but he was good this year, and that was enough. Karani James, I mean, was off the planet. Him and Bramel were in a cave somewhere, but James somehow came back out, and the fact that he meddled, I mean, it looked like he was beyond done. Yeah, coming back um, from Gra- Graves' disease. I mean, it did yeah, not. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I'm just, it's so awesome for him to, to get a medal. He, he should be absolutely, you know, just over the moon, the fact that he, he mm-hmm. was able to medal here. Um, and Cherry ran well. 44-2 is a gr- really good race for Michael Cherry, and it was almost enough for a medal. Mm-hmm. Um, I was bummed Van Kirk, you know, didn't make it out of the semis. Um, Would have been nice to see, but hopefully he stays healthy. We can see a little more of him. And Norman, I, I wasn't high on Norman. I still thought he could run 44-0 or 43-9 or something like that, maybe. Yeah. Just because it's like, it, it would have been, you know, it's it's the Noah Lyles running 19-7. Like, it was like, hey, he's still... He's still good, and like he, even though he's not his old self, like eighty percent of his old self is still yeah. like probably enough to to get on the medal stand. And forty four three is just obviously that that shouldn't win you a medal. That should, it just shouldn't. Um, so I was he's the most confusing of everything to me. And maybe we'll find out something else about him and and what's going on with him because he was so good. Um. And then, you know, he kind of fell apart in Worlds in 2019. And then, since then, he hasn't been right. He won USAs in, you know, what, 44-0 or whatever it was. Yeah. And that was fine, but it was also still underwhelming. Mm-hmm. But it was enough to where I was like, okay, yeah, he'll, he could probably sneak in a medal, but I didn't feel great about him winning. And then he performs even worse. So I, I just, I have no idea. Is, is Michael Norman done being, like, a gold medal threat? Or is he going to be the gold medal favorite next year? Like, neither one would surprise me. So, trials. Michael Cherry ran 44-35 for second. Yeah. And Norman beat him running 44-07. So, he beat him by about two-tenths. In a solid performance, but no one was like, this is the greatest race of Michael Norman's career. It looked like a completely, like, yeah, average... Under control you know. race. Exactly. If he beats him by two seconds or to point two here, he's silver. Yeah. And that would have been disappointing based on prior expectations of Michael Norman, but it would have been 
in line with his performances this year and something that you could see. Okay, Stephen Gardner is just a lot better than Michael Norman. Like he has been. Well, that's what I'm saying. So it would have been it would have been a solid accomplishment to get Silver. Maybe he could regain his form next year and build off of it. But to but to finish behind Cherry by a tenth is surprising because it basically tells you okay. So the gap between like between trials and the Olympics, he lost ground, and we we thought he was building to this bigger climax for the end of the year. So I'm with you of all the the men's Olympic medal hopes that didn't come through or people who we thought would win gold. He's the, his one is the one that I'm most curious and learning more about most confused about him. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Cause it's Bramel was just like, Hey, he was amazing early this year and maybe he just peaked too soon this year. And you know, he's had such an insane last few years. So maybe he'll be back and it, it'll be fine. But like we hadn't come to just like count on Bramel. Mm-hmm. Um, but Norman, you know, looked like he was just going to be a staple and I, but I guess, like I said, we're at two years now, except for when he ran nine, eight <laughs> last year. Which yeah. I don't and that's, to make yeah, that. I, I don't know what to do with that either. Now, what do you, like, that doesn't make any sense. And then what also doesn't make any sense is right now is PB is from his season debut in at Mount Sac in 2019. He's, yeah, his, he's never going to run faster than a season opener at Mount Sac as a pro. That seems strange. Yes, it does. All right. Let's keep going. We got a lot of events still to get through. So the next day, let's see. That was day seven, correct? Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah, the Heppen deck were that day too. Damien Warner of Canada gets his gold eventually. Great games for Canada. Congrats. And then Nafi TM of Belgium wins it for the women in the heptathlon. Day eight. So three days left at this point. Uh, Women's jab, men's five, women's four, women's... 15 women's four by one, which we kind of already touched on Jamaica dominates men's four by one. We already talked about that. Italy, obviously that one went to form there. Chalk. We had been talking circling the Italians as the team to be all year, just sprint powerhouse. So, the, so we have these three individual running events. I'll talk about men's five, women's four, women's 15. Women's 15. This was the second leg of the Hassanathon. Yeah. Long thought to be the most challenging part. Yep. Right. Just as a lot of people say, the bike is the most challenging part of the triathlon, because mm-hmm. the 1500 has Faith Kipiegon in it. I was surprised that Safan Hassan took the lead in this and did a lot of the work. And I get it, Kipiegon can kick. You want to run that out of her, but Hassan had a lot of meters in her legs, so she's pushing the pace, keeping it honest. But Kipiegon takes over 200 to go, and then. Blows everybody away. Our Laura then moves past Hassan yes. and is able to hold on for silver. So Kipiegan goes 353, Mir 354, and then Hassan 355 in a fast race. But the tactics were what was surprising to me. Yeah, and I I remember so like as I'm as I'm watching this at super early time in the morning here, they're doing the the intros of everybody coming out of the tunnel, right? Mm-hmm. everyone does you know some people have little pre little skits they're doing there or they're just smiling mm-hmm. or whatever waving i've never seen anyone look more miserable than hassan as she got introduced <laughs> for that race like she looks so tired yeah and i was yeah. just like oh man this is like she's she just like looks like i am regretting that saying i'm gonna do this triple but i'm gonna do it um i wonder if the thought of going out was hey i i can't beat faith kip gone like but 
if I take this out, I can still run 355 and I'm going to guarantee myself a medal because most of the women in this field won't be able to do that, right? Like Kipiegon, Muir, those are women you feel like can actually go with that. But if I go, screw this, I'm taking it out, I just took out 90% of the field or 80% of the field, whatever it is, right? And just leave these couple runners left. That's an interesting theory. I hadn't thought of that. I think she also could have taken them out if it was a 450 pace and it was the last 200. <laughs> I mean, probably, but I guess like so if your legs are just like feeling like that, like you're like, maybe I don't have that like crazy kick. And do okay. I, you know, maybe GDS is going to just kick around here. Yeah. St. Pierre. Like, I don't know, you know what? I mean, who knows? Maybe it's just, Hey, that's how it felt in the, in the moment. Um, if she doesn't go, you know, I, I think Muir does something. Kip Yegon goes with 800 to go maybe or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, so I don't think it would have lagged either way, mm-hmm. but I, I agree. I agree. It was a little weird, but that was kind of the only thing I could really think of. Muir ran fantastically and she was so pumped and rightfully so. Yeah. Hassan. Incredible. <laughs> I mean, finished third. Faith Kip, Kip Yegon, as you mentioned earlier, probably the best 1500 meter mile runner ever. Um, and she, I think she's finally getting like that thrown out there yeah. <laughs> where she's been so good for so long. And, uh, Muir, got the tactics right by the tactics. I mean, she ran 354. Well, in this race, it was perfect for Laura Muir because of how she fast just sat. it went. Yeah. She, yeah. There was no was decisions like, to I, be made. Smartest move possible is like, hey, maybe if I just stay with Kipiegon and Hassan, everything will work out fine. Yeah. And that's a dangerous... Because she was one of the three best people in this field, like, easily. Yeah. And that's a dangerous proposition, but it worked this time. Yeah. And, she, and because she's that good now, like she was always good and you could say, Hey, if it wasn't for bad tactics or something, maybe she could have snuck in a bronze previous. Yeah. But like there was always five or six women in the race who were at her level or better. Yeah. And she was one of the three best in this field and she should absolutely have medaled and she finished silver. So I think this was a, this was, this was a two form race for Muir and it, you know, had to feel good though. Cause God, if she finished fourth or something, it would have just been so sad. Yeah, this one was weird because by the final hundred, there was no mystery at all on first, second, or third. It was completely, yep, it completely, was completely decided. <laughs> it was really weird. It was drama-free, that last hundred. Yeah, congrats to all our British listeners who have been following Laura Muir's career for years. Our Laura gets it done. <sighs> Men's 5,000, stay on the distance side of things. This one was exciting. Joshua Cheptegei. Doesn't win the 10, or you thought, okay, he'd be better in the 10 than the 5. Comes back, wins the 5, though. Um, just, a, I mean, just a strong close, which, again, yeah. didn't anticipate, especially after the Florence Diamond League where he got his doors blown off uh, in the back half of that race by a bunch of guys. This time, he's the aggressor. He's the one making the move with 600 to go. Uh, Ahmed, again, Canada, solid meet. Real Killing smart. It on the rail there to get to get silver and then Chalimo, another dramatic last hundred. Yeah. Gets his third third global medal. Falls across the line. Yep. Um <laughs> yeah, Chepta guy did what you should do if you're the world record holder. And at a certain point just say, screw it. Like try to keep up with me. Like I'm just gonna go. But he waited longer than I thought. He did he did. I, I would have thought he would have gone a little sooner too. Um but yeah, I mean, to his credit, he he still was, you know, it, it was pretty easily in control by that point. Yeah. Ahmed, another medal 
dude's just awesome rock solid and Jalimo, another metal i mean he they like said he dramatic close but uh was just stuck in that pack that that lead pack the entire time never you know was never out of like he was in great position and yeah it worked like it was it was just like exactly how you'd want to run the race i like how ahmed passed chalimo on the inside in the yeah. same year where two of his bowerman track club teammates followed chalimo out to lane four at the olympic right. trials he's i've seen this before I've yeah and ahmed was you know he ended up beating him pretty good so i, I think either way ahmed would have passed him but I, I i i i didn't that didn't go unnoticed yeah well because people like you are all getting mad about you didn't want him to be in this race. You wanted him to be DQ. Uh, Katir was a was a surprise for me after all of his PBs this year to only finish eighth. I yeah. thought it was setting up for the Katir show. Also, shout out to Ethiopia for not letting anybody double because it would have been a shame to have Borrega in this race coming out back after the 10K win. They only have one guy in the final and he gets 10th. Yep. That's, uh, that's a decision to make. I, I don't understand the, hey, let's take the most talented people in, in our field and, and – cut them down so they can only focus on one thing i you could say hey it works we're you know we want to we want to get a gold okay but you're taking away the chances to do something awesome i mean Ch- chep's guy goes gold silver that's pretty good that yeah. okay no it's yeah someone else to do right I, I i don't think you're mad if the guy if your countryman comes home with a two two different medals but yeah. um i don't know i'll never understand federations well, it's just weird. You got and, – and Kenya struggled in this event now for a little bit to where it's becoming a, a trend. It's not U.S. men's 4 by one trend, but it's trend. You had a final where there's one Ethiopian in the final and one Kenyan in the final. And yeah, that's pretty fi- crazy. And they finished 4-10. So, you know, the, obviously, U.S., Canada, Uganda get, get, get the medals there. But even you go farther down on the list, it's not – it's, you know, Justin Knight finished seventh. You know, Kip Limo finished fifth for Uganda. They had yeah. a lot of, there was a lot of representation from a variety of countries up at the, the top of this race. Um, women's four. Yeah. I'll let you just go. Man. Go. So, got so many emails with your four by four teams and trying to say, well, I got, I got Allison Felix as my third alternate to make this team. <laughs> Wait, you got emails? We got, we got so many emails. Hey, perfect four by four team does not involve Allison Felix. That's, we got that e- we got that email in five different forms at least where it was like hey we got we got our hurdlers we got a thing mo and then we've got these two other four, open 400 meter runners who've run 0.01 faster than Allison Felix this year so let's let's throw them in over Allison Felix that's that was you guys and then Allison Felix runs 49.46 one of her best times ever finishes bronze medal this was this was beautiful. This was so awesome to watch. And I'm sorry I haven't mentioned Sean Miller Weibo, who does PR, runs 48-3. Mm-hmm. And Dominant. I mean, Dominant. did exactly what you'd expect Shawnee Miller Weibo to do. She was a massive, massive favorite in this race, and she was exactly what she should be. I told you that 200 was pace work. You didn't listen to me when she yeah, I, You're absolutely you were 100 percent right because I total med move there. Run that it didn't half scare me from her because i just knew how much better she was than everyone in this field but it was such a weird 200 performance it made me worry something was wrong and then she said that i was watching an interview with her where she was talking about how she was having trouble walking the morning before Mm. this race yeah so didn't show on the track because she ran 43 48 three um and then paulino who was a massive like kind of breakout star here 
Yeah. 49-2 uh, from the Dominican Republic. That's That was awesome. But Allison Felix, I admit, uh, I was cheering hard this time, and it was awesome. Fifth straight Olympics with an individual <laughs> medal for Felix. What It was your bold prediction at the beginning of the year. You said she – did you even go so far as to say she'd medal? I, I had I was going back and forth, so I had her meddling, I think, at one point, and then I said she would win USA, so I was kind of going back and forth. But, yeah, um, yeah so it's, maybe I get partial credit for that. But And then guess what? She was on the 4x4. Not that it matters. They could have put 12 different women on that 4x4, and it would have been fine. But yeah. she deserved it because she won a medal in the Open 4. I think – I mean, obviously, Charlie Miller-Wabel's performance was transcendent. I mean, she wins by 7-10. I mean, she finishes – a full second and a tenth ahead of Felix for bronze. I mean, this was a yeah, this was a dominant performance for Miller Weibo, and it was the first one where she's had in a global championship where there wasn't a weird twist involved with either somebody else, her running an all-time time, and then someone <laughs> else beating her by two tenths, or a fall or a dive. None of that was right. There. It was just pure unadulterated destruction. With Felix, though. I I was not as optimistic about where she'd finish at the end of the year as you, but I was I think I was more op- optimistic than other people and then it was just fun to track it all year of okay. She looks like she could be a factor in the trials to like okay. She could definitely make the finals in the tri- trials and make the relay pool. Like that's locked in. And then it just kept going up and up from there of oh, she could get top 3. And even with 100 to go in the trials she had to do some work to, to get on the team. And then I know – and context is important. Even though people are going to forget all the context and they're just going to say she's a bronze medalist, which they should because she's a bronze medalist. But we all know you know, the fat, a lot of fastest people in the world didn't run the 400 this year, blah, 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 blah. But then she gets to the Olympics and then you see through the heats, it just becomes increasingly likely that she's going to be into the final. And then you get to the final and I don't know. Were you thinking medal was – Absolutely. It was possible, but like even like Quinera Hayes, for example, like ran faster in the trials and she looked pretty good. Like you had all these, you had like five of the eight women running PRs in the in the prelim. Like Stephanie McPherson, Candice McLeod of Jamaica, like they all looked solid. And then if you take away Miller Weibo and say, okay, this person's the outlier, then it was basically seven women for for two spots. Felix obviously has the most experience, but it was none of this was guaranteed, and every single step of the way. She just managed to check the box. It was fun to it was fun to follow her whole I guess whole last two seasons basically or three. Yeah, no, and she looked really good in the semis. Granted, everyone looked really good in the semis. <laughs> there was just like forty nine mids. Yeah, just but she didn't win her heat or anything like that. She's not like she did. She timed her effort so well, trials all the way to finals. So basically, the the whole argument we were making earlier for Andre de Grasse, Allison Felix is that. Time on steroids, but not on steroids. Don't I'm not say saying that, that yeah, obviously. So, but is that to the biggest degree? Like, how are you not going to expect Allison Felix to show up at the biggest moment? Yeah, it makes sense in retrospect. Hey, why did I doubt her? But it, it was always she was doing just enough at every step of the way to get there, but she knew exactly what she was doing. Yeah, yeah. It, I wasn't, I really wasn't surprised. Like, I thought she had a solid chance, and we were texting about it, and you were like, hey, it might take 49.5 to medal you think she could do that and i said yes and you're like i don't no 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 i said she could do that it was if it was like a 49 2 i didn't think she could pr that's what we were arguing about you said you thought she could pr i said i don't think she could pr 
And mainly because I thought her PR, her, like Allison Felix's PR, doesn't in any way reflect how good of a fair you know, and she's been th- throughout her career. And that's fair. But like this was, I thought she could go 49-5. And I thought, I just didn't know if that was going to be. Here's where you and I disagreed. And you're right. I didn't know if 49-5 would be enough to meddle based on the semis because of how fast people ran. And I thought, okay, if it if it goes like all-time fast here and we have a crazy top three, she may be on the outside looking in. But like both – like the planets aligned here, but they always do for Felix because the field was in the right spot for her and she met the opportunity in the moment and got the damn medal again. It's just – it was – she just knows how to do this. It's just fun watching her figure it out every single time. Yeah, and I, I mean, we, we had also texted about this. Like, do you say, hey, this was an Olympics. Do you go out on that note? Like, because, I mean, outside of Ellie Kipchoge, there's, like, a few people who have had this case of extended, you know, just impressive yeah. performances. Um, but then you have the home championships coming up. Like, that's a hard thing to kind of not show up for. And also, like, she's really good. Like, I don't think, you know, I don't think she's going to go back to being, like, a 48-level 400-meter runner. But I, I don't know. I think, she, you know, she could still be in the mix. So it's such a hard hard thing to uh, to figure out. Yeah, I think because of her status in the sporting world, she's defined mostly by Olympics and not even by world championships. And you could take that to mean, okay, that means she'll bow out after these Olympics because everything else is secondary. But you also could say, well, then it doesn't matter if she runs the world championships and it doesn't go right because nobody will <laughs> pay attention to it outside of the small Yeah, and even if it's just a farewell, if she, it doesn't yeah. matter. Like the first in the prelims when they go Allison Felix, mm-hmm. like the eruption of that will be just – Amazing. So I, I, I don't think there's a downside in you know to it. Yeah. Um, but you know, if you wanted the storybook type ending, meddling here, where where few people thought it was even possible at yeah. all. I mean, a lot of people thought she was done last year, and she meddled in 03. <laughs> like right, what what the hell? <laughs> that's that's insane. Well, real real quick, went through uh, old emails. Josh didn't think she belonged in the top six in the four by four pool. <laughs> Come on, don't do this. To um, let's this see. Not Alex fair. Alex didn't have her in the four by four, and uh, AA Ron didn't have her in the four by four. So like, I'm just just throwing that out there. That's not fair. Did she medal at the? I don't think she medaled in 2003. She made the team. I don't think she medaled. Was that what it was? Damn, I'm mixing those yeah. up. Oh four was the first year. Oh four. I'm sorry. Yeah. Seven seventeen years, not eighteen, Jason. I would say, hey, go out on top because you got everything out of it that you can. I mean, I want to see a run, but I, I, I could see that argument. But then I don't know if that's true. Right? <laughs> because I would have said the same thing probably the last time. But, I mean, you get the gold in the 4 by 4 too, and there's the passing of the baton. Ha-ha. <laughs> in that race because I think Mo is there and, all, you know, Sydney, all these young stars. I could I could see it, but I also could see, hey, home championships and – she she just ran the second best time of her career in the 400. Maybe she can do it again. But I'm not going to say – I'm not going to pick against her any, anymore. I don't want to be those people whose names you just admit listed. I mean they're cool people. but I love those guys. I'm just, you know, got to throw it out there. Uh, okay, now we're down to day nine. So we'll stick with the 4x4 four four while we're there. I mean just complete U.S. women's domination. Yep. They go – they open with – 
well, they, they anchor with a thing Mo, who gets it from Muhammad. Felix was second, and McLaughlin was first. Solid all around. I think Mo's anchor leg was crazy fast. It was forty eight three. Muhammad is also Oof. sub sub forty nine. Uh, but this was a blowout as it should have been. It, you're right. It wouldn't have mattered, but it was kind of cool to have the. I mean, people are making like Avengers jokes and stuff. Of just, right. This just dream team here. They run number five all time, which was pretty good because those record those times are ridiculously far out there. And it was, uh, it was, fu- yeah, it was fun to see all the star power on one, on one relay, and it was fun that the dis- the deci- the decision was clear who the four were going to be at the end of it. Although I, I'll say this, I do feel bad for Quinera Hayes, who kind of got penalized for making the final because the final and the four by four prelims overlap, so she couldn't run the prelims, so she won't get a gold. Whereas, oh, that's yeah, that sucks. Like Waddle and Jonathan got knocked out, so then she got to run the. The preliminary heat, along with people who didn't make it on, on the team, so a bit of a victim of her own success there for Hayes. Yeah, that's that's a bummer because yeah, she. I mean, it's almost like if you had you a be- better schedule, you should not overlap the open four and the four by four. But we it's can't weird. figure that How out. This even. keeps happening. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then Poland ends up finishing second there, which was surprising. Like I think everybody good had Jamaica. Poland. Good meet for Poland. Yeah, yeah, I had Jamaica. Yeah, for really sure. good. Um, but yeah, then you know Jamaica ends up getting third. But that was like I said, you could have thrown in ten different women. It seemed like there, and then the men's side, same basic thing. Um, not as dominant, but still just like too much talent to mm-hmm. overcome. And uh, for Julian, Botswana got third, so Isaac McWalla got a medal. There you and go. That was I think Julian's favorite part of the entire uh, Olympics. <laughs> Yeah, Ry Benjamin clutched there. Bryce Dedman ran really well, too, for a guy who didn't make the open four. And third leg got Ry Benjamin the baton in, in first and gave him a free run to the finish line. But he was... Yeah, Benjamin was, like, the best guy in this, like, well, on the team. And then, like, just that's where it was over. Does, Benjamin have, does Benjamin have a better chance to get a gold medal in the four, in 2022 in the 400 hurdles or the 400? Ooh, the 400. Mm-hmm. Hard to argue. Man, that's... <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good one. But All let's right. make both possible. Let's yeah. get... And then have uh, have them match up in both races. Then why not? Well, with Warholm? Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't be fair to Warholm. Uh, men's 1500. <laughs> you texted me, Lil Britson no more. Yes. You want, just, me to re- you want me to retire the name, I guess. Well, yeah, he's just Lil no more. Yeah, he's, oh, he's just, he, I think he's just Britson at this point, and then you have to specify when you're not talking about him. Because <laughs> um, he, man, he did what he's never done. I mean, that's Timothy Chariot, you know, and maybe you could say, hey, that, you know, Chariot can run 328, 327, like, on his best day, so maybe it wasn't 100%, but, like, Chariot looked like yeah. he was doing his thing. And Inga Britson was there but then just blew by him where it wasn't even close and uh saw the uh, you know thing afterwards chariot giving him the bracelet which mm-hmm. was a super awesome class move and uh yeah but we got that matchup and ingerbritson is now what one in 11 or one in 12 against chariot all time in 1500s he's one for 10 and i think they ran in some other other okay. distances so he's one for he was oh for 12 go in everything going in i think he was oh for 10 in 1500s which is, I mean, hey, 
maybe you should constantly race the people, the best people, and eventually, <laughs> yeah, it could, it could come together on the best day. Also, Ingeritsen is a is super young and so talented. You know, three twenty eight three that'll win you a lot of Olympic finals. Actually, it'll win you every Olympic final in history because he was an Olympic record. Yeah, it was. It was a. Let me just continue my tradition of uh, second guessing tactics. No, <laughs> Chariot goes out in or Ingebrigtsen goes out in fifty six. Yeah, Chariot passes him and does a fifty four. And that's where I thought, you know, okay, Chariot's doing his thing. The problem is though, he didn't shake anybody, not in the least. Ingebrigtsen. I mean, he shook some people, but not Ingebrigtsen. And yeah, it's it spread out the field, but yeah. Kerr was there, McSwain was there, Abel Kipsang was there, and then he runs a 56 again. So he put in a lot of work, and I know he doesn't like the lead, but it made me think if he would have just been a little bit more chill to save something for that last stretch. Yeah. If if he knew Ingebrigtsen was but just going to be. But man, Ingebrigtsen had so much left. Like, it was crazy. Well, he had, a, I think part of the reason was because he was in the, like, Cherry was the perfect rabbit. Oh, no, 100%. For him. Yeah. So, I, the, I mean, Ingebrigtsen was terrific. Ingebrigtsen was absolutely terrific. And you're right. Maybe it doesn't end up mattering, but it, it's clear that the, it's clear that the field is so much different in 2021 than it was in 2019. Chariot is the famous. He created the monster. Now he has to deal with it because now everybody's a yeah. front runner. Yeah, it's uh. Yeah, we, we're not getting. I mean, and you know, like Cole Hawker finished the sixth, and it's in past years, like you know, he would have been a threat for a medal. In the, you know, if you, if you slow it down to 335, it's like, you don't want that guy sticking around. Granted, I'd still, Ingerbritsen and Cherry kicking off 335 would have also been interesting. Um, and Josh Kerr almost beats Cherry even. Like, it was really, really close. So, yeah, I like this style of racing much better. Yeah. It's way more it, fun. Yeah. It's like, it's like Mean Girls. I saw Katie Heron wearing a army boots and tank top or whatever now i am like i saw timothy cherry run front run a sub 330 now i'm gonna front run I, we saw the women doing this for the past eight years and we're like hey maybe we should do this well yeah and it took it took too long but now there's nobody nobody's in that field has a profile of like i'm a sit and kick dude because then you're not in the final because right? the finals were three or the semis were 333 and 331 you're yeah, not Central did not make the final. Yeah. Well, and he could have done that too, but... No, no, for sure. But, but it's just, yeah, it didn't work out. And it's... The days of the three, the guy who who gets in barely and then crosses his fingers for like a sit and kick race, I think are over for this era in the 1500. There's too many guys who want to run this way. Look at how aggressive Josh Kerr has run these last few years in all these meets in the United States. And then he gets he applies that same... Set of tactics here and comes with bronze. Same thing with Cherry. Same thing with Ingebrigtsen. I, I mentioned McSwain and Hoare for Australia took big swings. It didn't work, but they run that race another time. Maybe kind of their the only one. chance. Yeah, I mean, it's... yeah, and they're comfortable running that way. So it's it's the evolution of the event over the last couple of years has been fun to see. And I think if Chariot's going to counter, he's got to figure out another. way. I mean, hope everybody slows down, but also figure out another another way. Maybe he'll start leading less. Yeah, now it's it's not sit and kick. It's sit on the leader's shoulder and then try to kick past him. Yes, like that's that, yeah. that's that's the best you can hope. Like I mean, it's and yeah, because it's it's and I, and I love it because it it had gotten a little stagnant for me. Granted, those last you know four hundreds were fun because there's yeah. 
10 different guys weaving and is like, oh, are they going to get out of their boxed in? Are they going to be able to get at the outside? But like, yeah, give me guys like actually running 320s and that's fast. 320 is fast. I mean, in the 320s um, oh, okay. and try and like just trying to see who can who can keep up with that honest pace. Like, and if and if you are, if you can run 329, why would you want to let 334 guys have a chance to beat you? I agree. I agree, and that's where we're going. I think there's just a critical mass of them. So if it wasn't, here's here's the thing. Now, Chariot might say. I'm more comfortable at the front and it's just easier for me to run and hell I'll take his word for it based on his record. Yes. But if he went up there because he thought, Hey, the only way this pace gets going is if I do it. I think that was a mistaken assumption because there's so many guys in this race who would have wanted to do it. Yeah. Ingerbitson or Kerr or McSwain. Yeah. McSwain does these crazy pops out of nowhere at 500 and just puts a gap on people like Webb did in that world championship. That (laughs) one year with a 12, 12, five and a hundred and he keeps it up. (laughs) Someone else would have raised their hand for sure and done it, and he could have played a little bit of chicken where there with them and played a little bit coy and then sat in the shoulder. Now, maybe he didn't want to do that because maybe he doesn't like being in a pack or running second or moving around people. And I, again, I totally understand, but you have to realize now there's just a bunch of people who won't have that racing profile. Women's 10. See, here, I don't, I don't think tactics matter here. Because yeah. Safana saw which is better. Gade tried yep. everything she could, and then you could see her looking over towards the end with like a mile to go, and getting frustrated that Hassan was still there and being like, "Why don't you take the lead?" And Safan's like, "Nah." <laughs> yep. I've, I've already run twelve races so far, so I'm going to go ahead and sit. I've run fourteen thousand five hundred meters at this point. <laughs> well, actually, more than that because this race too. So I've ran uh, twenty-two thousand five hundred meters. So I'm going to wait, and then I'm just going to kick by you in the end, and that's what she did i thought good made it as honest as she could given the weather conditions um hassan wins it in 29 so yeah no the, the weather was brutal you saw multiple women drop out like several um and yeah it just didn't matter and it which is uh, incredible that hassan could do that at the end of this week um and in that in that weather i think good did what she should do and she just the leading the weather the everything got to her you know, she finishes third. Um, but uh, to, for Hassan to still be able to do this at the end was was incredible. And I, I do think it helps, like like we said, with the 15... I mean, obviously, she's an incredible 1,500-meter runner. She's the mile record holder and whatever else. But, like, her speed and her... She, she just seems like she's unbeatable at, like, the 10. Like, if, if you get in this race and... I just don't know who I don't see anybody who can who can stay on her level. This was the one that I was the most confident in going into the championships if they all were run in their own separate meet. Yes, hundred percent. The only thing because at first I was like she's going to win five and t- gold and five and ten, but then just seeing how worn out she was in the fifteen, mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god, how is she going to do this race too against the world record holder? Um, but she did one of the most like I said one of the coolest things ever was her trying the triple. And yeah, two two golds and a bronze is absolutely legendary. Like she 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 will like that that should be on the all time list of just like most awesome track performances ever. Let me give you some performances from this meet. I know you don't want to rank things, but you know you don't want to be like because you're the one who said women's four hurdles, men's four hurdles. This is awesome, blah blah. Regardless, but um. 
Let me give you some people. Okay. I mean, Warholm, Sydney, and Hassan are going to be a top three. To, I'm just going to do. I'm, into. Well, I'm just going to say women. Okay. Here. And I'll even just do women running events. So just to narrow it down even a bit. Sydney. Yep. Safan Hassan. Yep. Thompson Hurrah. Oh, this is impossible. Kip Yegon. <laughs> Miller Weibo. A thing, Mo. Yeah, this is borderline impossible. I I would have to give Hassan the one seed because she tried three events. And that's and she won gold in two. So she equals Thompson in that. Relay golds don't count. I'm sorry. They just don't. Um not for this not for this argument anyway. Uh so Hassan would be the one there. And then after that, it's either Thompson or Sydney. Mm-hmm. And I just don't even know how you pick these because it's so. It, it's just like, yeah, no, I have to leave like Faith Kip Yagon, you know, they said the greatest 1500 meter runner of all time, like mm-hmm. in fifth because eh, she only ran one event and only set an Olympic record. Like, what? It's completely unfair. But uh, yeah, I, I, I just, I, I would say, yeah, I, I would go, I'd go Hassan one. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna go Sydney two, and then I'm gonna go Thompson really? three. But you're saying it's, relays don't count, so you're just you're doing Sydney's one versus Thompson Hurrah's two. Yeah, which almost like, and it seems stupid to say like one over two, that world record and what that was. Like I'm gonna remember that race forever, like longer. So it's just gonna stick around, even though Thompson, like she ran two of the fastest t- times ever in two. Number events. two in both. Number two in both. Yeah, no, that deserves to be two. I didn't. I thought you were gonna argue back with me, but that was no, no. You're right. It, I mean, it's it's stupid. Like that's especially because those records were unattainable. But is it fair though? Because I mean, Sydney really couldn't have doubled. No, no, it's not. None of it is. <laughs> it's it's completely None unfair. None of this is fair. Yeah, it's it's completely unfair because it's just like it's it sounds like you have to put someone down to you know say how because you're saying how great someone else is but it's just like what what else is sydney supposed to do she shattered a world record and beat delilah muhammad who also shattered the world record like it's just you can't it's not fair okay so what's your is it hassan you're so you're putting hassan one still hassan still one yeah i'll go thompson two and mclaughlin three and then and then kip Yagon and who else do you say miller Weibo and kip Yagon? Yeah, Miller Wave and the thing Mo. Hmm. I will go. <laughs> you have no clue. Don't worry about Kip it. Kip and Miller are, are close. I, I think Mo for now is in last, and she's nineteen, but she's going to end up like doing something even like I just know of all of them. Like Mo is just going to blow by that time and do so many more other things, and maybe win a double gold someday. That I'm not worried about it. Yeah, that one you'd need to factor in the relay performance to. Yeah, it yeah, and 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 her age or something like that. But I'm just yeah gonna ignore that for now. Yeah. So yeah, I I'm comfortable with Hassan at one though. I, I am mean, too. Get, it's it's there's almost no parallel ever. So it's just like that's easier for me to say that that's one. Thompson Hurrah's times 
granted, we're amazing and margin of victory were amazing, but we could maybe see that again versus... Yeah, because the 100-200, like, if you are the second best ever at the 100 and you run like that, like, your odds of winning the two are real, real good. <laughs> you know what they say. There's only a 100-meter difference between the 100 and the 200. <laughs> right. Yeah, but I'm saying the historic... Like, if she won those and ran 10-7 and ran... 21-8, then this wouldn't even be a discussion. It's, then I'd have Sydney Edward for yeah. sure. It's, it's just because it's a it's a 21-5 and a 10-6. But I'm saying that is more likely to be repeated, I think, than what Hassan did. Yes. Attempting, attempting a triple, going two for three, and in the one that you don't get the gold, you still get the bronze, and you go against the greatest miler of all time. You go against a world record holder in the 10,000, and you go against a stacked field in the 5K. Yep. And, and you run 24,500 meters <laughs> over the course of several days. Like that were be like that and that and Kipchoge's dominance are two things that we're becoming very accustomed to seeing that we probably yeah. shouldn't be. No, absolutely. Not yeah, that we're I, very accustomed to seeing Safana on triple because the first time she's done it, but just her range, just the fact that she's 156 in the 800 and 65 in the half marathon just tells you everything you need to know. Uh, Kipchoge, go. It was for a guy who, who was favored and should have been and well, first of all, the the whole Rupp thing being close to him, and then him kind of just going like, "Hey, what do you?" Because it's hard to get Kipchoge like out of his Zen mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like we're just not seeing him react to anything, including <laughs> just being tired or anything like that. And for him to do that, and then basically whatever it was, I don't know, a minute later, less than that, I'm not even sure. Just say, "Eh, forget this. I'm just going," and it was over immediate. Like there was zero doubt in my mind. Yeah, the second that he was five meters ahead of that group mm-hmm. that I was like, oh, yeah, okay, here it is. And, the, you know, there was just the smallest bit of doubt that had opened up in people's minds from London last year mm-hmm. that was just like, maybe he's slipping just a little bit. Like, you know, right. it was a, it, but it was the weirdest year ever, and he lost, which he hadn't done since his debut, or borderline debut against the world record. So it was... And it was understandable because he's the one who meddled back in 03, not Allison Felix, sorry. Um, there you go. And, it, but this just looked, this was so just Kipchoge being the best to ever do it by a long, wide margin. And it was so awesome. It really was. It just, uh, it's, it's so fun to watch him run. Do you remember what happened after this race? Uh, you called me. Just to chat. Just to chat, which we, I mean, we text a lot, but we, we, we haven't had a phone conversation that wasn't recorded in a long time. Mm-hmm. And it was basically just gushing over Kipchoge for the first uh, 10, 15 minutes by both of us. I wanted someone to talk to about it in yeah. just, just an informal manner and not in tweets and stuff. You can read all the tweets. It feels like you're talking to people. It's not the same. Nope. I just want to have a conversation about it and... Yeah, in the moment when we we were doing a live show on on the Flow Track podcast, which you can subscribe to the Flow Track podcast YouTube channel, by the way. Thank you. Uh, and I didn't have a hard time putting it into context, just because I've had so much practice with Kipchoge. Right. Remember, we had talked about in this pod, like, is he the greatest athlete of all time? Like, why yeah. is that? Why is that conversation not started? Because I think he's past Bolt at this point in terms of, for track. Now you could go into. Carl Lewis and, and some other, you know, h- historical figures too. But um, 
and make strong arguments for them. But I think you could have that. You could ha- he could put forth a serious case in the goat trial of 2021 or whatever, 2022, whenever we have this conversation up there with team sports, individual sports, it doesn't matter because this is, as you mentioned, eight years with only one loss or two, two losses in the marathon. Yep. One of them was at the very beginning. He won, he lost, and then he won. And then that started a 10 race win streak inside that 10 race. Uh, win streak was the two, Sub two attempts. One was successful. One he ran the fastest time ever run up to that point. And then if you want to throw an O three when he won a gold medal in the five thousand, just for shits and giggles, you can do that as well too. Not to mention a few other silver medals and like he's got. I think he's got what four track medals. Yeah, I don't even know because it's not the first fifteen things you mention with Kipchoge. And you, you and I have been talking about this point forever. It's it's not supposed to happen in the marathon like that. It's it's not the same as other events, right? No. Success yeah, yeah. is so it's so fleeting, and when you put together his longevity in the event, his historical dominance, how he stacks up, and what how where he's pushed the event, combined with the fact that he has this whole other chapter of his career where he was pretty damn good too, it makes his case pretty solid. Yeah, he's got four. He's got two um, Olympic five thousand meter. Uh, medals, golden, uh, or excuse me, silver and bronze, and then a gold and a silver in world five thousands. Yeah. Um, and that's before you know that that's it's a really good career <laughs> for for global medals. Um, but now you know his second back to back marathon, uh, Olympic gold medal, and everything he's done in the in the marathon majors. Um, Julie and I were we're arguing a little bit between Bekele and him, and there's really no wrong answer there. Like, yeah, there is. Bekele is the wrong answer. <laughs> But like it's just it's insane. Like I just I, I you can make arguments for other guys if you want, but you really cannot diminish Kipchoge's argument. Like it's just a matter of preference at that point, because I don't know what else he's supposed to do. He he's he's lapped the field several times in the greatest marathoner conversation. Yeah. And then he has like a really good just like track thing is just like a little like you said not in the first 10 things you look at and you're like oh yeah it turns out he's he's a four-time medalist at the 5,000 like just gets thrown in there um so yeah I I I think I'd have him as the the goat of goats better than Gretzky you're gonna piss off chief (laughs) that's right I mean it's it's fair and there's you know it's it's it is it really dumb arguing hey who was better this hockey yeah. player this yeah. basketball player this marathon runner a hundred percent but um it's just crazy well it's the reason you bring it up is so it's it's it signifies to other people who don't know how good he is just how rare this is because you turn on the tv and hey is he gonna break the world record no he's running 208 pace oh okay you don't realize just this guy never misses but Kayle had Bekele's run was 03 to 09. Yes, was insane. <laughs> it was great. It was a great run from 03 to 09. But that's six years. And then he had this marathon, this very short marathon window. But again, when one, he was... Comp- one marathon performance. That I mean, that's really what it is. He He... He did one really awesome marathon. Yeah, he won. He, he won twice in Berlin, which I'll give him credit for. Okay, yeah, that's great. And then he had, yeah, and then he had the two hundred one forty one. But you his, hated him running Paris that one time. I remember, but yeah, that was stupid. He wasted a marathon running Paris, which is why I <laughs> dropped him down 
on the on the goat list. I think what buoyed Bekele's case for a long time was the world records, and then Cheptegei came along and snatched those away. And then yeah, he almost like, oh. had three world records at once. Like yeah, really. And now really how many close. does he have? How many does he have now? Zero. Yeah, zero. And oh three oh nine is 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 great, but you're looking at with Kipchoge here, him doing it for longer and doing it. Kipchoge is basically judged twice a year, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas track athletes, well, let's just break out every every, every four years. Marathoners are going to be judged eight times, you'd say, right? Two times a year, pretty consistently. Yeah. Track athletes, I guess you could say five and a 10 and a 100 or 200 double, but they're, they have like six big meets. Or sorry, not six big meets. They have three big meets every four years. Three versus ten, right? Or sorry, three versus eight. Math is failing me here, right? <laughs> right. Do you know what I'm saying? Like the just the fact, yeah. Like, I mean, I I think you know, there's other things that get thrown in there that you know, besides championships. Obviously, those are the legacy. Yeah, that's what we're looking ones. at. We're looking at gold. It's just, I mean, Bekele's got three Olympic golds where doubles were available to him in all those Olympics. Kipchoge's got two Olympic golds going, you know, two for two in the marathon alone, right? And then you add in the world championships. I just, I think it's it's beyond distance now. Well, he's, 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 he's also the greatest cross-country runner ever, so I guess, you know, depending how much you put in that, sure. Uh, um, I got Ed Chez is the greatest cross-country runner of all Here's time. the biggest, here's the thing. Kipchoge's not done yet. He just won another Olympic gold, but by a lot. By he's a lot. not he's not retiring right now, as far as we're aware. So, like Kipchoge, if you tell me he's going to win the twenty twenty four Olympic gold, I will not hesitate for one second to believe you. Mm-hmm. It's only three years away. That's like I get for anyone else that would be like, hey, he's already defying the odds. You can't do this. But like I don't. He might win another three majors and another block. Like he's going to keep adding to the resume. Presumably, yeah. yeah, that's crazy. I agree. I agree. I also like how you brought up world cross country. That was, I know. I, I, I mean, Julian will be happy that you did that. He, that's, he, you know, I, I got to be fair. So that's you know, that's something that, that, that he does have a eleven world cool. cross country golds. Yeah, just, and he win like the short and the long and like all those weird yes. ones that are I don't really know about, but it's a thing. It is a thing. It's definitely a thing. Uh, no, I because he's obviously great. I. To me, Kipchoge is, has had the better career. And you'd have to compare Kipchoge to somebody outside of distance running now, but then that's where it gets hairy. It's like, well, how are you going to compare Carl Lewis's four long jump gold medals to right. what Kipchoge is? His, Kipchoge is 159.40 versus Carl Lewis's 84 Olympics. How does that match up? It gets Yeah, there, there is no answer there. It's just like, hey, let's, let's argue about things because it's fun. Yeah, and I just think he should be in that argument. Like Kipchoge should be... 100% in that argument. Okay. Uh, Rupp finished eighth. We talked about that. Uh, yeah, he's Abby. in it for a while, but yeah. And Kipchoge is like, see you later. I think, uh, yeah, Kipchoge might have destroyed his spirit along with winning gold in that moment. It was just, Nagy and Abdi go two and th- If you have three. Kipchoge and Meb both tell you to like, hey, back off a little bit, Rupp, you got to learn your lesson at this point, man. Yeah, that's not two people who you want to you want to. Two of like with. the most like polite, nice people ever, yeah. <laughs> and also most likable like guys ever. Maybe just like back, just just a half a step back, man. 
Yeah. Did we ever get a – was there a quote? Like, they may ask either of them. I didn't see anything, but, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, if there was something out there, I, I'd be really curious. Way to go, mainstream media. Okay. <laughs> Women's marathon. Yes. Winner was Perez Jep Chircher, 227.20. Bridget Koskai, the world record holder, second, 227.36. But then only 10 seconds behind her, even though her PB is 11 minutes slower. <laughs> Molly Seidel, 227.46. The most – wow. The most shocking medal of all the medals for the United States, you'd say, correct? <sighs> yeah, I think so. I can't think of one that's going to compare to that. You want me to read everybody else who medaled? Here, right. U.S. 4 by one Seidel, Rogers, Felix, <laughs> Gabby Thomas, Paul Chalima, Noah allows U.S. 4 by one for the women. Raven Saunders, Brittany Reese, Dilla Muhammad, Kenny Harrison, Courtney Frerichs, Kovacs, Chris Nilsson in the pole vault, Rab Benjamin, Grant Holloway, Ben Eric, Fred Curley in the 100, U.S. women's 4 by 4 Allman in the discus, Katie Najat in the pole vault, McLaughlin, Moe, U.S. men in the 4 by 4 and Ryan Krauser. Not close. Yeah, easily. Okay. <laughs> easily. I don't even know what second to last is. I think it would have been pre this year. You'd say Curly silver medal in the hundred. That, that's kind of yeah. That's but yeah, before there. we know, he, we knew he switched. It would have been like this is weird. Yeah, but Seidel's first marathon was in the Olympic trials, and that seemed like a miracle race there to get on the team even. And then she runs one marathon between now and then in London and got a PB and was fine, but she was nowhere near Koskai, the woman who she almost beat in this race. Just. Crazy. I'm just so interested in what her her next couple years look like. Yeah, no, I mean, absolutely. It's, you know, and we know the Olympics can be, we obviously some of the depth gets cut out because you can only have three Kenyans and, and three Ethiopians and whatever. But for her to come out of this with bronze, I mean, like I said, nobody, nobody had it. At least none when I saw. So I, I'm just... Good for her. That's got to just be so, so amazing. Yeah. I, it's just hanging around, hanging around, hanging around. And then you're thinking, what, is she actually going to do this? And it was hot. Conditions were terrible. And, but the conditions were not in Atlanta too. They weren't hot, but it was like windy and hilly. She deals with everything really well. London, the one London she ran. Remember the weather was terrible. Kipchoge had the clogged ear on that one. I don't, yeah, man, it's just. It's just so unpredictable. Olympics to begin with, and then you throw the marathon on top of that. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I it, we see, you know, I'm still just, I'm still surprised. Like, because I'm like trying to like justify it, like going like, well, it's, you know, sometimes weird stuff happens, weird weather, but like this was just not what I expected. But maybe this will be some sort of, uh, you know, I don't think she's going to end up going out and winning a ton of majors. But like, if she, you do this, it does give you a level of confidence. And, you know, if she ends up being kind of in the mix going forward where she's, you know, makes it, makes some podiums like that. I can't be surprised by that now. No, it's just, it's wild. Obviously she had the talent, the ability going back to, to high school, but then she had some struggles and, you know, she's been public talking about, uh, disordered eating and then she yeah. then she found you know went to the marathon but seemed to kind of do it on a lark like last minute hey i'll try the marathon so she got in with a half marathon qualifying time and then now gets a, a bronze medal and just 
the most stunning fashion. Credit to Jip Chirchir and Kazguy going one two. Solid. I thought the Kenyan sweep might be on, but Molly Seidel broke it up, just like we all predicted. <laughs> um that's the whole meet, Jace. We did the whole meet. That was it. That was it. Awesome, awesome Olympics. I want to hold the emails to next time. We got a lot of good emails, but I want to wait just so I can give them more time and energy, and obviously we'll need things to talk about in the interim before the the season picks back up. But do you have any Do you have any lasting memories, any regrets just about the Olympics in general? Um, some regrets on some bets that I made, but outside <laughs> of that, um I mean, those, obviously, there. there's a few things. I mean, the, the hurdle races, the 400-meter hurdle races are just both going to be just instant, all-time things. And, I mean, that, I guess I, I think that'll be the first thing I think of with these Olympics. Um, and then Hassan, you know, Thompson, like, the, these other things are, are right there, too. Um, but having those kind of more singular moments and just the build-up to those races, those were the things we were, you know, the number one and two of events I would have picked. Yeah. If I was only allowed but, to watch two races. Yeah. 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 And they ended up exceeding expectations. Like that just doesn't happen. Yeah. Well, we always used to talk about a track. You can't have nice things. Yes. But that's, that's, and listen, we've had Coleman and Richardson and all these other Brazier getting hurt. We've, there's been definitely some things that don't go a hundred percent to plan, but there's also been a lot of things that have been tremendous. I want to ask you though, what are you thinking, doing the same exercise, but looking back, what, what's the standout race from Rio in 2016? What, what are your memories of that? Oh, that's a good question. What is the first thing I think of with Rio? And then I'm going to go back and move London. Then I'm going to do Beijing. Right. Was Athens, Athens, 1896. Sydney. <laughs> well, Atlanta. that was the time the men didn't underperformed as well. Yeah. Um, they ran 14 seconds in the hundred. God, what, what sticks out for you? I mean, it's, I should say Bolt. I was to say Bolt is like the first thing that I think of just because it's Bolt. And but it was I, like, okay, his last Olympics. But it wasn't, his, you know, obviously wasn't close to his most memorable Olympics. Yeah, it's not It's not Bolt for me. I, you know, you think Centro in the 1500. And that was an awesome, awesome race. Yeah. Um, and just, I mean, Danny Kirk, I guess, is the number one. Why am I saying this? Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, Duh. yeah. So Van Niekerk, I, I mean, I remember the U.S. women having to run the 4 by one solo. Because of the oh, issue, right. they ran yeah. into Brazil the, and they qualified and they got through. Like Farah, his five and ten. You know, yeah. I was to say it, it was kind of the. It was almost the end of the of, like cause Bolt, Rudisha, and Farah. Yeah, a hundred percent owned yeah. track and field, and it was like all those guys. So it was all these massive, like bigger than anything stars, at that you know ended up for five golds, and and they had continuously won golds over the years. So like kind of the end of that era, mm-hmm. um, where where it, where it opened up a little more after that, and then you know singular performance Van Niekerk was you know still one of my favorite races of all time. But that's interesting because he was the one non superstar at the time. He yeah. Oh, absolutely. His was guys. <laughs> his had the surprise a little bit. I mean, we knew Van Niekerk, but like it was like, hey, these three, you know, James Merritt, Van Niekerk, like they're this is gonna be awesome. And then yeah. him just blowing the doors off everything and just like was, was that was legit surprising mm-hmm. to to what extent he did, you know, just, just what time he ran and everything else. I also, that women's 10 was crazy when Ayanna broke the world record and won by yeah. 15 seconds and like Molly Huddle set the American record and was way back. But like, I, 
Kvit Kipiegon's fifteen hundred. I don't remember that as nearly as much as I do the, even though Debaba was silver and Jenny Simpson was bronze, as much as the twenty seventeen. I don't really. Semenya running one fifty five. She had run so many one fifty five. I say this that race we'd seen thirty times, but it was like what it should be. I mean Thompson, it was where I was like, oh Thompson is taking over. She's going to be the next massive yeah. sprint star. But I don't that. see that race in my mind. Like no, I exactly. Yeah, I agree. Whereas I can see the women's four hundred in my mind because that was the dive heard around the world and yeah, all that's the right. Oh man, hot ninety seven. So I, I think it was the four hundreds. This year was the four hundred hurdles. Last time it was the four hundreds with Vendee yeah. and Melaweba. All right, what about twenty twelve? Is it just Rudisha? Rudisha is one for sure. Yeah, I'm mean, Super Saturday. I'll remember with yep. Farah. That was awesome. Jessica and Greg Rutherford. I'll remember that. Um, Kemboy won the steeple. It's always Grind. fun. Yeah, Bolt. Like to me, the Bolt but, memories but, etched in are 08 and 09. And those then after, are the big ones. And then the he was still start. so yeah. much like bigger than everything at that point. Yeah. But so like I do remember those for sure. But Rudisha's the very first thing. Like I said, Super Saturday was awesome. I'll also remember the 200 because it was the Dream 200 with Felix Fraser Price Jetter. VCB mm. and Sonia Richards Ross. So you had all the 400, the 100, and the 200 people coming down. But that one was a cool. That one was a cool race. I'm gonna see how far back I can go here. Oh wait, let's see. <laughs> what do I remember? I mean, oh, oh it's bolt. Oh it's bolt. 100. percent Right. There's nothing else. Yes. Like Bekele doubled, but he would later be passed by Elliot Kipchoge as best distance runner of all time. So I don't think most people pay attention <laughs> to that. Uh, women. Debaba doubled. Ohorugu got gold. Pamela Jalimo ran 154 on the 800. Fraser Price, VCB. Yeah, I probably that two. I mean, that 200 is probably pretty memorable because that VCB Felix rivalry was pretty deep back then. But yeah, it was all. It was all Bolt. It was all Bolt then. So yeah, I mean, he was just bigger than everything. I mean, it was yeah. it was so massive. Yeah. All right, we'll leave it there. Houseofrunnergmail.com is the email address. Thanks, everybody, for writing in. As we mentioned, we'll get to the emails next week because we'll have uh, plenty of time to talk. We might, we'll might, we probably do an extended, even more in-depth Olympic recap next week. We'll figure out some way to keep talking about the Tokyo Games. That's lived up to expectations. Jason, thank you very much for joining me. Talk to you next time. Just Guinness. No, Laura Muir. Good night.